everybody. Welcome to RPG Cast episode 345 for the week of April 18th, 2015. I'm your host, Chris Privetier, here with RP Gamers Weekly Podcast to bring you up to speed on what I'm doing in Final Fantasy XI. Joining me today is Anna Marie Privetier, my lovely wife. <laughs> Who's not doing much in Final Fantasy XI. She's dying to mad a lot. <laughs> also here, the person who got us back into Final Fantasy XI, so you can uh, express your hatred and frustration to her, Alice Wilkinson. Hello. Hi. Hate me thoroughly. I had to do Matt on Summoner, you know. Monk is not easy. I, I think melee jobs are harder, Alice. Oh, yeah. I mean, the, the thing I'm reading here is basically have have a couple of potions as soon as you get into... Um, have some way of getting up to t- uh, 100% TP as soon as you get into the fight, which is what the sleeping potions are for, mm-hmm. and then basically turn on 100 fists and then punch each other in the face and see which one drops dead first. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> yes. basically you have to get off three <laughs> weapon skills before he kills you, is what it looks like. And but hey, I remember, the, I remember the day when I had to fight the Avatar solo at level 20 with just Carbuncle, so, you know, Crimea River. Now, wait a second, I thought they added the 20, level 20 fights later. Oh, they did. Okay. But that was when I, that was when I did it, um, and they were still hard as balls. Mm. And quite expensive. Well, uh, thanks everybody for joining us for the podcast today. Hope you're watching us live over on rpgamer.com slash live or twitch.tv slash rpgamer. If you are not, that's where you can catch us every week, 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern. Um, I am awake this week for the first time in a very long time, and that is because I went to a sleep doctor and they diagnosed me with sleep apnea, and now I have a machine that makes me breathe right at night. It's really cool. I thought it would be very scary and annoying, but it turns out that sleeping well is... Well worth the price of most anything that you need to do to sleep well. <laughs> Yay. Yeah, funny that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It turns out I'll put up with a whole lot of a lot if it means I can sleep okay. So um, I'm feeling good. How you, how y'all doing today? Well, I've been awake for quite some time, but there you go. <laughs> now um, I'm the one that's tired. Yeah, Anna's the one that's tired. So we're going to send her to the sleep doctor, too, to make sure she doesn't have any problems. Probably but I don't have sleep apnea. We don't think so. We don't know, Anna. We don't know what you got. Mm. You're special. Yeah. Um, but let's see what... Uh, let's see. What was I going to say? Oh, I forgot. Um, welcome to the show. It's been a couple weeks. It has been a couple weeks. We did Mendo's Gaming Classic last week. We bought fun. a bunch of crap. We should have brought the bag in here to go through it. Um, I want to do like a haul video. Oh, okay. We should do that. So. It's like grocery haul, but for video games. <laughs> Because some of these games, it would be hard to describe what they are because they're super Famicom games. Yeah. In other words, we don't know what they are, but we <laughs> bought them anyway because they looked cool in Japanese. Because they're cool in Japanese. We didn't buy a Retron 5. We thought about it. You know how that game, that thing launched $100. It is now retailing for 140 list. And uh, most of the vendors at Midwest Gaming Classic were charging 160 100, or more. 150 most were 150. No, the ones that we were seeing were 160. Those jerks. You're right. 160 and some were charging 150. Those are the one special person ones. was charging 150. They <sighs> sold out like the second the vendor. Should I buy one from for... Amazon like right now? No. Why? Cuz they owe me one. They don't owe you one and you're never going to get that one. <laughs> you know you're not $131 on Amazon. No. Nope. No? No. Nope. No. Nope. I'll just get it myself at some point. But not right now. 
Uh, any of you have Retron fives? If you do, write in. I'm kind of curious. Um, are you using them now? It was it was real big back when they came out, but do we care anymore? Have they patched it, made it more reliable? Um, have people figured out how to sand down the the opening vent so that the games can go in and out easier? <laughs> Alice, do you want a Retron five? Do you know what that is? Alice? Sorry, my no, my microphone was muted again. <sighs> Sorry, you're going to have to repeat the question. Oh, um, do you want a Retron 5? Do you know what it is? No, I don't. Oh, you don't want it or you don't know what it is? I don't know what it is. And a Retron 5 is an emulation system from Hyperkin. It is. It requires you to have real cartridges to play your game, so it is not a pirating system, but it is a, it is a, game, a system that will play Famicom games, NES games, SNES games, Super Famicom games, Game Boy Advance games, and Genesis games. And it hmm. it outputs an HDMI, so it'll do all your upscaling for you. Well, actually, it might even do more. Um, yeah, you can use Mega Drive games as well. It also do Game Boy Advance, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy games. Um, outputs an HDMI. It's built on Android and can like do save states where it can like copy your game save into its local memory and and vice versa. And it has like menus for you to input all the game genie codes and stuff so it's like a good emulation program but it's a piece of hardware that you hook up to your tv and it'll take all the original controllers and all that i know maybe i'll just stick to what i've got it's a nice way to play all your retro systems without needing a lot of room for a bunch of retro systems yeah but my my, i don't really have that retro systems from that era um the stuff that i fold on to do things like my old dreamcast my gamecube and i do have an n64 lying around somewhere Why would you want to go back and play any N64 games? Uh, Because Perfect Dark was an extremely good console shooter. But it looks so blurry. Oh, for God's sake, it's not that bad. Uh, You know what I think sucks nowadays? And I actually got tired of it back in the day. Goldeneye. Just... No, I always th- I always thought Perfect Dark was better than Goldeneye. See, I never played per- Perfect Dark back in the game, but... You know, that's going to be our question of the week. Perfect Dark or Goldeneye? Perfect Dark. Yeah. And have you told your Retron 5 story on the podcast? Um, I don't know. You want to go over that cluster? No. Oh, okay. Long story short, Retron 5 promised Natsume a system so they could stream all their old games. And then the person who promised her left the company because they didn't want to deal with that company anymore. The person who took it over told her they'd get her one and never did. And basically, the cus- the company has been known for really poor customer service and not having enough systems available since then. So, yay, Retron 5. Yay. And now they cost 50% more than they did when they launched. Yay, because of demand. And the thing that annoys us is we had one pre-ordered. Yeah, and I canceled it because you were getting one for free. <sighs> I would have had one for 100 bucks. No, I can't. Yay. All right. Well, enough whining. Um, I've been playing Final Fantasy XI this week. That's it. Um, I will catch you up on my status in eleven. something I don't like to do that often, but it's been years since I've actually really done it, I guess, because we stopped playing for a long time. Um, short version, I'm level 99 now. I have all my um, gear upgraded to the easy-to-get level 99 high-level gear. Um, I've looked into getting the even harder to get level 99 gear that's even more powerful and wow that takes a lot of time like a lot of time to upgrade all your artifact armor or your relic armor your Empyrean armor have you looked into doing that Alice 
Um, yeah, basically the thing... It's not necessarily scaring me off at the moment. It's, um... I think I can get the sparks together for the chapter items. It's the supplementary items right. that are hard to get. Yes, they are. Particularly the ones for Empyreans, because, uh... Well, yeah, Square Enix decided, hey, let's, let's everyone go back to Abyssia again. Oh, gosh. Um, but, hey, um, I'm available to go to Abyssia with you now. And well, yeah, but I don't think you and I can duo, like... With the, our trusts? You can't use trusts in Abyssia. Oh, that's right. Anna, we need you. Yeah, I'm Maybe. stuck on Matt. Yeah. So, anyway, that's all I've been playing. I've been working on finishing up some of the old story content, so I just finished up... Uh, the last well i finished up the hard part of the last hard part of the last mission of promethea and then i've got to run around and get a, cut, a bunch of cutscenes, and then it'll be on to wings of the Gu- or no otergon content for me um Anna-Marie, where have you been playing this week uh final fantasy 11 and yep. i'm stuck on that yes she's um. very she's very bitter about it folks um. uh matt's the great gatekeeper um I always remember him. Unnecessarily difficult fight. Why? Because... Because. Screw no, you, that's because. why. <laughs> like That's the it reason. Just, it makes no sense. Well, I don't... The, the, reason, the reason why it's difficult is because it probably hasn't been updated since... Well, Ever? since the quest came out. Well, yeah. I mean, bearing in mind... when Final They've had the opportunity to, in, Alice. They've, they've yeah, no, added I mean, harder when, versions of the fight and newer high-level versions of the fight... But as far as addressing the old versions, nah. That's what I'm saying. When the game originally came out, the level cap was 50, and they then released the um, the level cap quests like sequentially over the next few updates. Um, so the Mac the Mac quest was in when the game was released in North America in 2003, mm-hmm. 2003, 2004, um, and yeah, basically hasn't been hasn't been touched since. Um, it's not, it's, uh, at the time it was probably one of the trickiest solo fights to do because it basically, uh, blocked off the last five levels of progression until you actually finished it. And yeah, I got stuck there for a little while, even though I actually ended up only doing the fight twice. So for people who aren't familiar, in Final Fantasy XI, once you get past up to level 50, to go higher than level 50, unlike most MMOs where you just continue to get more experience points, you have to complete quests to unlock the, the privilege of leveling your character further. Many of these quests are go around to these remote locations and get these items, do these fetch quests. It's very annoying, it takes a lot of time, and really discourages you from continuing to level. Now, but you here's do the them, thing. Wait, wait, and you wait. only have to do but... them once. That has been simplified by the transport by the upgraded transportation system. Yeah, it's a little can, easier. Yes, assuming you've been to all those places before. Oh, yes. and and the, the mobs are a lot easier as well. Yeah, yeah, yes, but easier to kill now that you've got trusts. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so the game's easier. It still takes a lot of time, but yes, that part not so bad. <sighs> when you get to the last limit break quest to get to seventy five, which is not the last limit break quest. When you get to the last quest to get to level 75, you have to beat up a guy by yourself on a battlefield with no help from any of the new trust systems with any of your friends. Nobody can help you. You have to do it by yourself. And this guy's job is to punch you in the face until you are dead and then laugh at you. And he's very good at it. Well, at least for Monk, his job is to punch you in the face. And you have to earn the ability 
to go punch him in the face or try to punch him in the face before he punches you in the face by collecting an item from a rural location that drops off a monster. So you have to go farm this item. Now, getting that item's easier, but it is really freaking annoying that you have to go do that. So... Oh, the, actually, you, thinking about it, that was one change that they did make. Yeah? Uh, yeah, the, the testimony that you get for your job to, in order to challenge Matt, yeah, that used to break after one use. It now yeah. breaks after three. After three, yep. So that is better. Gives you three tries per, per paper. Mm-hmm. So you can um, you 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 have to go get that item, and then you have the right to go back to to you know talk to him, say all right, let's go punch each other in the face, and you go do that. Um, now some jobs, and this is where it's completely unbalanced. Each job has different ways of pulling this off. If you're a white mage, your best bet is to just heal yourself a lot, or is it heal him? I forget which. No, you um, have to heal yourself, and yeah. the, eventually the fight times itself out. Yeah, and you, you, you heal yourself enough, and you win. If you are a red mage, um, you basically set up a complicated series of macros that you just hold down the control key and press one, two, three. Basically, you find this strategy online that says exactly what you should press in this order. You will win the fight pretty much guaranteed. If you were a monk, like Anna Marie is, um, you, <laughs> you basically have to hope that you're able to spam things and hit him in the face enough that you kill him before he kills you. And it is basically a seat of your pants fight. <laughs> well, I mean, Monk is very similar to um, uh, Warrior, Samurai, Ninja to an extent, um, Paladin, Dark Knight, uh, basically any melee job that isn't in one of the more recent expansions. Um, their fights are pretty much just all out slugfests. Matt has no way of healing himself unless he's a red mage, I think. Um, because in each of the map fights, he emulates the job uh, that you are on. Mm-hmm. Um, which is why the summoner one is difficult, because when he gets down to about 50% HP, he will nuke the field <laughs> with your own astral flow ability. Now, the first time I, took, I, I tried this, um, I took a Titan Earth, Earth and Fury to the face for twice my health bar. Um, the second time he did, well, actually no, I remember. I actually remember it fairly well because I took screenshots of the chat log after it happened. Was I summoned Fenrir, uh, which I had only recently got. Um, I do my two-hour. I attack him. My Howling Moon does forty-seven damage. I get a critical resist. Oh. And then he, and then he turned around and did Earth and Fury on me and did twice my health bar and damage, and I fell over. <laughs> so yeah. Well done. That was that was what happened the first time when I got an, <laughs> when I got another paper and went back. I then like I don't know I got a crit on Diamond Dust or something and that took off vast majority of his health bar. So it, that fight is is kind of half luck and some of it uh, it's half luck half preparation unless you're a white mage mm-hmm. basically. And the other the other the the, the other unfortunate thing is. Um, if you are one of the other jobs that was released after Chains of Promathia, so Corsair, Puppet Master, Scholar, um, Dancer, Jiv, um, Geomancer, or Runefencer, they each have their own individual versions of basically the same quest, where you still have to fight someone one and one and win. So, yay! Pretty much regardless of which job you'd taken to level 70, you'd be doing this. And regardless of what you're doing, it would probably be annoying. Yeah. 
<laughs> so this is why Anna is so frustrated because. Well, like, anyway, let me. Uh, no, yeah, I, I did say I'd, I'd make some sleeping potions. Seeing hey, that I've got two thirds of the ingredients right now. I'm working on getting the mushrooms as we speak. Good stuff. Thank um, you. Yeah. So fun. Did you play anything else, Anna? Yeah, I'm still working through Final Fantasy Tactics Advance Two. Good. For so you. I'm up to 236 quests. I figured it would stop after 200, but then I kept going. So I only have one more story quest to go, though. So I will probably finish it today, and then I need to decide what I'm going to play next. I still have um, Agoras Generations of Hero that I'm stomping through, or I could switch to Codename Steam, or I could switch to a Vita game. And I don't really know which way I want to go yet. Yet. But I'll play more Final Fantasy XI. Okay. Um, I also started playing Final Fantasy Record Keeper. Oh, the free-to-play from Square Enix. Yeah. So, it's good? Question mark? <laughs> High praise, Anna. <laughs> so, it is banking 1,000% on your nostalgia. Yep. Because it's the, the characters that you basically first unlock are like Cloud, Titus, um, your unique character... Um, Kane and Rydia and then there's been events for Tifa and Sephiroth Paladin, Dark Cecil, Paladin Cecil and Aerith have been the events that I've seen so far so um, I have, I have characters all over the place because I don't stick with one particular team because when you um, so the idea is, is you are a record keeper and all of the games are attached to this giant record keeping hall and you go into the Final Fantasy X door and you replay small portions of the game. And by replay small portions of the game, it's... You press ATB. auto attack. You, it's the ATB system. So people charge up and then you either do a basic attack or an ability which you have equipped and created and equipped. Well, there's no wait mode though. No, that's true. So, um, yeah, it's really basic. It's like ATB during the combat, and then you can make and upgrade equipment and It is very abilities. easy to fall asleep while playing this game. Yeah, you fell asleep twice last night. And even better is, not only did you fall asleep, you fell asleep with your hand above your face. <laughs> with your arm outstretched playing this game. I was trying to figure out I how to I had my sleep that. machine on. Not I was really once, relaxed. but twice. <laughs> Except you're not relaxed. You have your arm up in the air like this. Well, it's um, it's a boring game. <laughs> what do you Chris finds me? it boring. I find it amusing. It gets a lot more challenging once you get into the special events. And it's very easy to play games. while you do other things. It's yes, one of those and games. that's the thing that I appreciate. And then you have like, stamina, and you realize oh, this is a free-to-play game. Why am I wasting my time? I'm enjoying it. All right. Um, I, I, I don't know if I'd recommend it. It's just, it's really simple. So I would say, because it's free, download it, give it 30 minutes. If you don't like it, I don't blame you. If you do, hey, tweet me. I tweet all sorts of strategies and discussions about the difficulty spikes and event strategies and all sorts of stuff. So I'm enjoying it. Okay. So that's that. That's that. Oh, okay. Alice, what have you been playing? Um, well, since we didn't have a podcast last week, and I think I remember tweeting about this, it was either the 
it was like the day after the last podcast or like two days after it. Um, I rolled um, end credits on Final Fantasy XIV, like the sort of newer patch stuff. Ooh, congrats. So they had more credits? Yeah, so they basically have an entire second set of credits, which oh is mostly gosh. for a culmination of... Um, so it means you the, beat the Golden Saucer? No, no, it's the, the post-main the post storyline content, so patch 2.1 through 2.55, okay. the sort of continuation of the main plot, leading into the expansion pack that's being released in a couple of months. Can that all be soloed? Uh, no. Oh. Um, all of the... Um, Can you all do of pickup the, groups? Uh, yeah, it, uh, all of the uh, post-game stuff is rolled into the GT Finder anyway. Okay. Um, so there will come a point where you have to do... Uh, there are a couple of dungeons, and um, there are a couple of trials as well, eight-player like single boss fights, which are actually quite tricky. The, like, the, the, the trial that ends the, get, the, that ends the plot, effectively, um, and is, a, is a really good setup for Heavensward, yep, but it's also quite difficult. <laughs> Um, so? It does require does require people to be on the ball. Oh, okay. So, like, well, more, even more so than the one that was in the last patch, which was tricky but not impossible. That one just required people to pay attention. <laughs> this one requires people to not only pay attention but to also make sure it's it's a, it's on a time limit. It's on a pretty strict time limit as well. So, yeah. it's not like the Leviathan fight where you're getting washed into the ocean, is it? Uh, well, you can only get washed <laughs> into the ocean on the Leviathan fight if you're doing the. Uh, the super hard version of that fight. Oh, okay. Otherwise, the rails stay up. Thankfully. Okay. Thankfully. I have tried that fight, but I haven't actually even got past the first tidal wave yet, so... Yeah. <laughs> but at least that one kind of builds itself as a, you know, you do this fight because you want to suffer sort of thing. <laughs> what? Do you get re- well, good I rewards mean... or anything? I don't know how that game works for its end game, so... Okay, so, um, several of the, um, several of the, uh... There are three primal fights that are in the main story and a couple more post-main story. Most of those are labeled either normal or hard. In fact, most of the ones that happen at level 50 are labeled hard, where they, if they were introduced earlier in the game, they now have a couple of additional mechanics. Titan hard, for example, reduces the, um, like the, the arena space that you fight in, making it harder to avoid his things, introduces a couple of new attacks. But it's still very doable. Like, okay. you need to do Titan hard mode just to, just to finish your relic off. So most people have done it. Um, Titan Extreme, as, a, as an example, um, reduces the playing field even more. Um, and, also, and things like Leviathan Extreme uh, knocks the railings off during the first tidal wave so you can get washed into the sea when he does the uh, boat smack attack. Um, basically, they all introduce new mechanics that make the fights a lot harder. Both Smack Attack was my band name in high school. <laughs> like, I, 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 all I remember hearing was that the, she, the hard mode, sh, the, sorry, the extreme mode Shiva fight was mostly only difficult for tanks because everyone else just spent a lot of time dodging. <laughs> Whereas the tanks actually had to do some like complex tank rotation crap in order to stay alive. Okay. Um, but the rewards from that were um, you. Uh, I think each of the primals drop a um, like a pretty good uh, weapon based on their primalness, as it were. Well, you can get Rama's staff based on like their that. primalness, huh? <laughs> yeah. Okay. And it's all, and you can get a set of like ice themed weapons for Shiva and stuff like that. Okay. Um, but yeah, the fights are difficult. But it's nothing that you need. It's nothing that makes you small, 
uh, stronger? It's just stuff that makes you... It's cosmetic stuff? Um, they're not necessarily cosmetic. Like, the ones that drop from... I think Odin, actually, is the the, um, the sort of the primal to beat at the moment. Oh, okay. the ones from, Like, for example, the ones from Shiva, the, the weapon drops were, like, item level 110 or something. Is that um, high? So they were... Yeah, that's pretty high at the moment. Um, but they were they were good, but they weren't they weren't like required or anything. There were other ways to get items of equivalent strength. Got it. Basically, um, and they don't. I, as far as I'm aware, they don't actually drop much else aside from their weapons. Um, I think each of the extreme primals has a chance of dropping a themed horse mount um, based on it. They're those oh, do they glow, have horse like, mounts now? Well, they're the. Uh, you might have seen them actually. They're the the ones, um, the ones that look like um, like either sort of either horses or unicorns or something, but they're glowing a specific color. Oh, okay. You might have seen them trotting around. I no, I haven't. But okay, well, those I'll take ones are <laughs> those ones drop from the uh, extreme primals as well, but the chances of those are a lot lower. So I think the chance of them dropping their triple triad card is also higher. The hard mode fights do drop them as well, but the extreme one has a far higher chance. So, there you go. So, they're basically optional endgame stuff. Something I might still try and do, but I'm not terribly interested in doing it. Um, the other thing I rolled credits on was Disgaea 4. Um, oh, mostly, good for you! D- Disgaea 4, now, Disgaea 4 is interesting in that um, I think a lot of... Um, quite a bit of Disgaea is just making the basically making the game mechanics work for you. Right. Like um, the the level the, the level 99 enemies trick is extremely useful and allows you to break the game wide open before you've even seen the credits. You gonna explain what that means? So um, it's, I, I can't remember where I read this. It was either on GameFAQ or something similar. But basically level 99 enemies, and I don't know if this is an intentional quirk or not, but level 99 enemies give out EXP as if they were level 323. Okay. But they still have the stats of level 99s. Oh, but it has to be exactly 99? It has to be exactly 99. Oh, this, now, is, there are this was a thing in uh, Disgaea 3 as well. Yeah. Hmm. No, which makes me think that it is at least semi-intentional. Yeah. Um, so what it, what this means is there is a um, uh, I think it's a world five map. World five two is um, if you have eight enemy strength increase bills or use the cheat shop, which allows you to modify the exp uh, mana and he- uh, currency percentage sort of percentage rates mm-hmm. um, so you set that to 8 um, all of the enemies that appear within will be level 99 in clusters of 4 with a geo panel effect that allows you to get plus 150% EXP oh wonderful you, so you basically you play that map a few times and you end up with a main character who's like level 400 that's pretty awesome and then you, then you basically just face roll the rest of the game ah okay So. and then what well, about post game stuff yeah now that's where it gets a little trickier <laughs> Um, once you get into the post-game, that's when stuff starts ramping up. That's where you need other characters at that sort of level. But once you've got one character at, like, level 400, it's quite easy to get other characters at level 400 using pretty much the same leveling methods because the, lo- the, the, the stronger character can cover for the uh, less strong characters 
And there are things like combo attacks, which allow them to contribute and gain shared experience points. The cheat shop as well allows you to, um, say, for example, drop the um, currency acquisition rate down to about 10%, but that allows you to increase the EXP rate to something like 250. Um, so plus the 150% geo effect allows characters to level up extremely quickly. Cool. So it is a, it is a case of making like the game systems like manipulating the game system to your advantage. I mean it helps that the story is reasonably funny. Good. Um mm. but yeah, Disgaea has always been a very mechanically driven series with its love of huge stat blocks. Um so yeah. Um but I so I've basically I've rolled credits on the main storyline, at which point it goes into post game stuff. Cool. And there's a lot of post game stuff. Yeah. So are you gonna do all that or no? Um I will probably draw the line at trying to fight like whatever the hell Disguise Four's equivalent of Ball is because I've heard horrifying things about him. It probably is Ball. <laughs> well, it's either Ball or like Pringer X or something similar. Yeah. Okay. It's just, uh, numbers everywhere. <laughs> Fair enough. Um uh, and yeah, my copy of Super Robot Wars Z two turned up. Ooh, that'll distract you. Oh, yes, yes, it will. Um, so I've been enjoying that a lot, even though I technically, I didn't, I was weak and did not finish Z3-1. How dare you? Um, I am somewhat familiar with how it finishes. I mean, this is a little bit like what I did with Super Robot Wars Alpha 3. I enjoyed the hell out of that game, and it's probably one of my favorite games in the series back on the PS2. And I never played Super Robot Wars Alpha 2. And I still haven't played it. And I don't really have any intention of playing it. Okay. But it's... I kind of know enough about the plot to go into the the game following that I kind of know what's going on. Not to mention the opening stages of any Super Robot Wars game, even if it's a sequel or not, mostly involve the characters either, like, sort of meeting up and, like, gathering together into one large group. It happens uh, basically every game. Um, admittedly, in this case, and this is kind of quite eerily reminiscent of Alpha 3 back when I played it, was because the game uh, Z3 Part 2 takes place or starts immediately after the previous game ends, mm-hmm. um, you actually have access to quite a large number of units for the first couple of stages. Um, but then there is a route split um, and a sort of time skip forward by about three months or so of game time um, that where basically half the sort of you lose kind of half half you your get numbers Metroided. and then lose yeah you get Metroided basically um, people are back people, and this happened this, I say this happened in basically exactly the same in, in Alpha 3 the first two stages were like an introduction stage for the character you'll be playing as um, then the, the, the stages three and four were a big gathering of everyone that was together from the previous game, like in all of their upgraded units and all of that. And then the game flash forwards about three months. Um, there is a four-way route split. Um, people are back down to pre-mid-season upgrade units because they've been fighting for three months and everything's broke. And you kind of have to build up again from that 
premise. And the same things happened here. Um, the only thing that's changed is since this is now 2015, we live in the era of pre-order DLC. Um, there is a small downloadable scenario that comes with first edition copies, um, which basically shows what the original characters from the previous games were doing in those three months. So not necessary oh. for knowing the storyline, but it just gives you a little bit fur- further backstory as to what the other characters have been doing before they join up with the main teams in the actual game. So, uh, And there's a little carryover bonus for if you finish all 15 stages of it, which I did. Not good for you. So, um, but I, how far am I anyway? Um, got the list... Stage... I am on stage 15 of... 62. So I've got quite a way to go yet. I am about a quarter of the way through. See ya. That's about me summed up. Uh, Hold on. Anna, what are you playing? Well, that's me? Yeah, that's you. Sorry. (laughs) It's got videos going on for some reason. Sorry. Okay. Uh, also joining us this morning, it looks like Emmanuel Marino. Are you there, Manny? Come in, Manny. He said he was getting tea. Oh, he's getting tea. Lupicia tea. Okay. I want to know what he was playing, but I guess he's not going to tell us. I'm not going to be here. Come on. Uh, well, with that, uh, we're kind of out of stuff that we played, aren't we? Yep. So we have to wait for Manny, or we just uh, go on the news? Beep, 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 beep. I don't really have any feedback. There was a little hey, bit. I added but... something. What did you? Oh, you added a steam. Anna, that's you again. Sorry. Stop making videos go. What are you doing? Pay attention to the podcast. I'm doing it deliberately. <laughs> you were doing a delivery. Stop it. I'm not. I'm not... <laughs> All right. We have one piece of feedback. Alice, do you want to read it for us? Okay. Yeah. So this was passed to me by Oak City US via Steam. Um, podcast question. Square Enix has stated one of their goals in releasing Final Fantasy Type Zero, along with the Final Fantasy XV demo, was to encourage people to move to the PS4 in advance of Final Fantasy XV's launch. Given poor initial set Japanese sales of Type Zero, do you guys think it will affect Final Fantasy XV sales, or will that be a strong enough pull by itself? Well, I think the lack of PS4 sales is what will affect Final Fantasy XV sales. No, so- no, no. I think that's the point, though. Is Do you think um, people will buy... Um, PS4s for Final Fantasy 15, or do you think it's a bit of a damp squib? Ooh, hard to say. Um, it will probably depend on how good it is. Uh, they'd be better off putting out in Dragon Quest if they want to drive PS4 sales, I would think. Um, hmm. What do you think, Anna? Shrug. Shrug. We got a shrug, folks. Does not care. Uh, I think Type Zero sales are bad because people don't want to play Type Zero again. Yeah, I think people are probably more interested in playing, well, playing Final Fantasy Fifteen. If if I think if, you know people want if people want a systems seller, Final Fantasy Fifteen is probably more likely to be it than Type Zero. And this is coming yeah. from someone who didn't think it was really that bad. Which you know Type Zero, Type Zero. Yeah, yeah. And although admittedly I played it on. Um, PSP. I, I also I, I, the idea that Square Enix thought Type Zero was going to move systems. I don't know about that. Yeah, I'm not sure if they were. 
And that's uh, not yeah. really Square Enix's job either. Sony should be having system moving games out. And I think it's a problem for Sony to be worried about if PS4 isn't getting enough adoption in Japan, which it sounds like it isn't. So, like, guys, do something. <laughs> hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That's, uh, I think it's a bit up in the air, and it's going to depend on the quality of 15. We've seen that the Japanese market seems to be more dominated by free-to-play mobile titles, just like ours, so... <laughs> I don't know. It makes me sad. That's why we have to go back and play Final Fantasy XI, since we don't get new games. Wait, why are you sad? The domination of free-to-play on our mobile Well, markets. you mean by people who would never would have bought a Final Fantasy XV anyway? No, I mean by people who do fi- buy Final Fantasy XVs. Remember, the idea is that uh, people aren't buying the new consoles in Japan at all. So I, I just think it's a flawed argument. It's not, like a zero-sum game. It isn't a zero-sum game because the people who, are buy- who would have bought Final Fantasy games aren't buying consoles now. And they've got these phones and it's good enough. And it's killing the market. Then are they really the kind of people who would have bought Final Fantasy? Do yes, you know they I mean? would have. Yes, if Maybe. the phones weren't there, they it. would have bought the consoles. But now they got the now it. they got the phones. They don't need. The I, I think there's some percentage of that. There's some percentage, but I think a lot of people will maybe pick up something for the train to keep them busy, like a DS or a PSP. And now they have their their supercomputers in their pockets, and that's good enough. I think it's a completely different audience for someone who's like, I'm gonna make sure I buy a nice HD TV. I'm gonna buy uh, a, a console. I'm gonna hook it up. I'm gonna buy this Final Fantasy game. I'm gonna play it for sixty hours. Those are different people than just people who enjoy mobile train. I mean, mo- uh, free to play games to keep themselves busy on their two hour commute to work every day. Okay, that's fair. Do you think the PS4 is going to get traction in Japan? You know what? I can make all these comments, but I, I'll be. Honest, I don't know the Japanese market enough. I don't know what's popular in Japan right now. We can say free to play mobile. Do, you know what games on what platforms? What, what the engagement level is? I, you know, I'm not a business analyst. I don't know how many Japanese people own a Damn PS4. Damn it, Manny, you're meant to be a business analyst. You're meant to be able to do everything. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wish we had the answers. I mean, if if it was such an easy question, I'm sure Sony would have cracked that egg. You're like, Sony, do something. But I wonder, is there anything for them to even do? Hmm. It's like, Nintendo, why are you such a failure? I think that's going to change a lot this year um, because I think just like the PS3, the PS4, it's been taking a while to get like the good big games to come out. And now I think it's going to start getting into gear sometime this year and then we'll be happier about the situation. Um, no, I, I, it's, I just think it's, I find it funny. There's nothing announced. Yeah. No, but like, I don't know. I'm pretty happy with next gen consoles as is. Really? Yeah. What's there not to be happy about? I mean that each console has like a handful, maybe two games that are really make just by getting the console versus just a PC. Oh, that's your argument. That's a different argument. Yeah. All right. I, no, I, I want mean, more Japanese RPGs. Is okay, what that's, I want. What, see, that's what it always comes down Let's to. Come down to. I want some I don't Japanese want RPGs. More Japanese and RPGs, yeah. and I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> because it, I, I just find, I guess I always call you out on this because sometimes it sounds like the industry is and it's doom and gloom. It There's is. No good it's games. dying. It's over. Man, yeah, it's that's over. The way you make it sound, and I'm thinking like, really? The yeah, industry is yeah. dying. People are having more. <laughs> like, hmm. 
I don't know. And it's not like even like Sony's doing that bad. They have like t- over 10 million consoles out in the wild. Just most of those aren't in Japan. Hmm. Sony's doing really well. I mean, their sales from last from just like uh, last month, last quarter, were were up. They're they're moving more hardware in Europe and North America. I mean, they're doing fine. I, I mean, look, even Nintendo, Mister Doom. I mean, they they're doing fine with Amiibos for Mr. now. Mister Doom and Watch. <laughs> Mister Game and Watch. Here's I think the dilemma that we're seeing is for those of us who predominantly play JRPGs. The idea that a console is selling bombastic in North America and Europe and bombing in Japan is really concerning because the chance of us seeing JRPGs on that system gets slimmer and slimmer. I, I just, I guess, by the, I just feel like at this point, if so you're a JRPG fan, I don't think that Chris is trying to imply that the sky is falling and that the video game industry is about to. No, implode. it's ending tomorrow. I think that he's sad that the type of games he wants to see on the type of system he likes to play best is shrinking. Oh, well, that's totally understandable. Of course, Chris, why don't you own a Vita and I a do. 3DS? I do. I do. Play every great JRP that comes out on those. Well, on the 3DS, sure. They're not coming to the Vita. <laughs> sure they are. Go call up Mac. He'll tell you a list of 10,000 Vita games you should be playing. Hashtag team handheld. Yeah, except most of those are... Not the the big releases that we're looking for. Okay, okay. You're just you just it's you just want to return to the PlayStation One era slash PS Two era of the big AAA Japanese role playing game. Yes. Yep. Bring it back. We I don't want to bring that. it back. What I want is to uh, have it live alongside the new era of the AAA Western JRPG. I mean Western RPG. Yeah, those side are on PC. <laughs> Yeah, you know, the funny thing is you say that, but it's like, I don't want to own a PC. Okay. So I'm fine just owning my little console, playing on my TV, and being fine with that. Even if I could get, you know, 1080p, 60 frames a second There are a lot more. Well, what about, like, Pillars of Eternity and stuff? Are you not going for those Western RPGs? Uh, Old school CRPGs? Yeah, yeah. you mean modernly released Western RPGs, yes. No, because those are two different things. Because that is a retro, old-school throwback. That is not Deus Ex. Which is becoming a thing, man. Okay. Those are two very different They announced a new Deus Ex, Manny. You seriously don't know? They announced a new Deus Ex. Are you excited? What? Yeah. Oh, but you know, but also you forget though that that those kind of games are all cross-platform. Even if I had a Linux box, I could still play Pillars of Eternity. Yeah, that's true. So I'm not like I'm not hurting to play those kind of games, those kind of indie retro RPGs. Those games. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I, I could play Wasteland on my Xbox One soon. Oh yeah, that's coming, isn't it? Hmm. Yeah, or my PlayStation Four. Hmm. enough okay i know i know i know no what have but, you been playing this lately by the way okay since you got me talking um talking. let me see what's new what's new okay so we it's been two weeks right yes and i was going to talk with you guys last week but you guys were at the midwest yeah. gaming classic which i'm yeah, sure you talked right. all about a little bit yeah so going back I finally, I, I think I finished up Black Flag 
And I'm playing through some Unity right now. Assassin's Creed Black Flag playing Assassin's Creed Unity. Okay. Uh, um, did you enjoy Black Flag? No, I did not. Really? Not in the least. Not, no, not, not like in the Pirates. It's very misleading. What everything expectations are a hell of a thing, and we'll get into that when we get into Unity. But like based on everything I was told, that was like, oh, it's going to be a great fun pirate adventure. It's not. Oh, it's a crappy Assassin's Creed game with a with a, a pirate mini game thrown in on the side. And and the pirate stuff, while it's there, that was like all the joy and fun I had in that game was the pirate stuff. But it, there wasn't enough of that and enough variety of that to justify a game. Hmm. And that was the problem because at its core, it is still very much an Assassin's Creed game, which meant I spent 90% of my time following somebody and listening to a conversation and making sure I, I – like that was really like 90% of the mission design. Follow somebody, listen to their conversation, make sure you keep up because if you don't keep up while they're talking, you have to start oh, the – oh, wait. awful? I, I got caught on a, on a hay bale at the last second. Now I need to restart this 10-minute mission all over again and follow this person and listen again. That is literally the entire game design. It is the worst Assassin's Creed game I have ever played. Well, aren't they all like that now? No. Oh, God, no. I thought that was like the big thing is everybody hates those little escort missions. Yeah, yeah, but that wasn't the entire thing in uh, in Assassin's Creed 2 or Brotherhood. And it's... I, I don't think I followed a single person in Unity. Oh, okay. <laughs> they learned their lesson, but Black Flag is like the... You can tell they phoned it in. They put all of their effort into making the pirate portion of the game. All right. So tell me about the pirate portion of the game. That's the part I didn't really get to in my time that I was playing it. I can see why they bury it like an hour in before you get your own ship. Like, I, you're right. I, I played through like one battle or something, I think. And yeah, then, you like, got to the I was point tempted you to do a port city, and then I had to do a bunch of more quests, and I never got around to that. So, it, it does it. It's not fun going hunting around. No, 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 it's just not building enough there. There's, there's not enough game there to like, like legendary to, to ships out a to go hunt. Hour game. Oh. Like, um, like yes, it is. It's beautiful. Yes, it's fun to go whaling once. It's fun to go like diving two or three times. It's fun to take a ship a few times like really the most fun i had was uh going there's like various island fortresses and my most fun i had was going to the different fortresses and taking them down but on it and there's like eight of them and they're they're, they're like they're different challenge levels for each one but the truth is if you take down one pirate for like one uh uh, colony fortress you've taken down all colony fortresses if you've taken down one whale you've taken down all whales if you've taken down one man of war You've taken down. You've taken down all man of wars. Hmm. That's the problem, though, is that what there's like you can see. That maybe probably makes me more angry. Is that you can see the brilliance of a great pirate game in there, but it's, it's but instead of like fleshing out those things, letting you do more stuff, it's just copy paste the same encounter over and over and over again. So, but like the and that's the, the only way you can really make money is to capture pirate uh, to capture other ships but like after like the 10th time of going onto the ship fighting like five guys climbing up to the mast cutting off the flag blowing up the powder kegs for the 10th time you're just like I don't want to do it anymore that is very disappointing I mean that's what I'm saying if, if like if they I feel like if Ubisoft didn't have to stick a bunch of Assassin's Creed stuff in there, they could have actually made a varied and interesting pirate game with more things to do, a more more things to do in the combat, more 
But the problem is they stay at the sh- – it's – like don't get fooled. That's just a small component of a larger Assassin's Creed game with a ridiculous story, a dumb, unlikable character, and some really stupid real-world stuff. Hey, I've chased after this assassin guy for a while. Now I'm an assassin too. Hey, you want to go That's around? Training. You want to? I mean, Absurgo slash Ubisoft Montreal and hack every computer in here for yes, maybe some actually, glimpse of a story. Maybe I, I like that sort of stuff usually, but uh, I'm oh, getting but a feeling you have, it doesn't pan out. <laughs> well, no, no, it's fine. But, but do you want to do the same hacking mini game forty times? Um, no, <laughs> that's the problem. It's I didn't like that in Bioshock either. <laughs> No, that's the thing with, uh, I mean, that I think that's Assassin's Creed's biggest flaw in a nutshell is that a few really cool ideas, like legitimately fun, interesting, cool ideas, but then repeated 1,000 times to the point of tedium. Hmm. See, the funny thing is I actually quite enjoyed Assassin's Creed 4. <laughs> yeah, most people did. That's the funny thing. But like expectations, man. I was told this is the Assassin's Creed game that redeemed the series. I was told, oh, wait till you get to the pirate stuff. It's a great pirate adventure. And then when I got there, it was none of those things. All right. So and I just don't care about enough about the Assassin's Creed universe. I have a question for you, Manny. Yeah. Do you have an access to Assassin's Creed Rogue? I wouldn't play it. Oh, okay. Because uh, shouldn't that be a more refined version of Black Flag? No, it should be. No. No? Okay. <laughs> no, <laughs> it shouldn't be, but... It's it's you mean the one they threw together? The, yeah, like, the, the last gen the version because they yeah, didn't the one want... they threw together in half the time. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. I did not like that game. <laughs> yeah, I I got that feeling. Yeah. <laughs> which is which sucks because it started out like I was like I started out like at ten like oh this is great the Caribbean is beautiful this is stuff but as more went on I just hated Edward Conway. I hated the real world stuff. I hated all that sage garbage. Ugh, the whole thing. And like the funny thing is like I burned myself out on the pirate stuff. It's like, well, I'll just do some of the pirate stuff. It's like, oh, wait, I need how much money to upgrade my things? That means I need to wander around the seas endlessly fighting stuff just to get some money. Is or it better to get money happy. outside of the pirate stuff? There's no real way to make good money in that game. Oh, okay. All right. So tell me about Unity. I think Unity is wonderful. Oh, oh my gosh. I don't know that that's so, an opinion I've heard. <laughs> actually, well, to be honest, to be honest if, if, if Manny says that Unity is good, I'm actually really inclined to believe it. it is, I this, think... Mm-hmm. I was just going to say, because I, I, day in, day out, I see people shitting on Unity, like, all the time. Yeah, expe- like, a, expectations are a hell of a thing. I, I was expecting a train wreck disaster, like, the worst game ever but of course i played it like you know seven months out so all the bugs are 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 pretty much eradicated yes it's still a little janky as a as a first gen open world game on a new console but um for the most part it it runs fine i mean let's just get that out of the way i can understand why you would hate it if you bought it at launch 60 dollars is a broken game you shouldn't have to wait six months to get a a working game they should have delayed it let's just get that out of the way they should have delayed it absolutely but now that it is, for the most part, fixed, in quotes, um, what's actually there, I enjoy a lot more than I, I did Black Flag. Like, a lot more. Like, people were complaining. Like, I, I hear people like Alex Navarro from, like, Giant Bomb saying it's just, like, my, uh, 
problems and bugs aside, it's just a mediocre Assassin's Creed game. I'm not finding that in the least. I don't know that I've, Alex likes anything in life right now, though. So <laughs> no, but like his complaints, like that's what I love about a, like a good review. A good review isn't just I hated something. Mm-hmm. It explains why they hated something because it. Like as you listen to the reasons why they hate something, you can go like, "Oh wow, that sounds wonderful!" Like mm-hmm. you could be hearing the same yeah. words and and be like, "That's for me. It's not for him, but it's for me." <laughs> oh my! It's it is great. Let me tell you why. Okay. So after spending all that time playing, I thought it was crazy going jumping from one to the other, playing like the good one and then going to the worst one. But so like, remember all that stuff I talked about in the real world where I have to wander around and do all these stuff for these people. Oh, let's try to find out the Templar conspiracy. Let's go hack some computers, blah, blah, blah. Here, there's just – here <laughs> at this point, they're just talking to you, the player. Hey, I see you're trying to play the latest Absurdo game. Let me hack the system. Come on. We need you to do some assassin stuff for us. It was like – it's like two minutes of justification, and then it's like, okay, great. We justified your existence in this world. Go play and have some fun. Thank you. That's wonderful. I don't have to deal with your BS. I just get to go play the game. Great. I've been playing for several hours. So, I haven't had to follow a single person. I think one of the things you have to remember is a lot of the reasons that um, people who've played all these Assassin's Creed games are so down on the current ones is just how, like, the outside of the past, uh, outside of, what do you call that machine? Um, that you're The in? Animus? It, outs- the outside Animus story took such a dump after... Yeah, oh, yeah, but that dump happened well before Assassin's Creed, like, 3. Right, and... But I, I think people want them to like just stop, or yeah. because they can't they can't capture yes. the repass glory. Unity, they stopped. They oh, okay. basically stopped in Unity. That's my point. They they oh. pretty much like is like the thinnest veil of justification. It's like literally a voiceover in your headset going, "Hey, go do some stuff." Okay, yeah. and okay. it's done. And then the rest of the time, you're just hanging out in France. Um, it looks it's a it's a technically it's an impressive game, beautiful game. Like a lot of it's impressive how many people they. <laughs> Those those streets actually seem pretty busy, and it's hard to get around sometimes. Trying to push away through the crowds, the assassin—I mean, this, the the—oh, let me put it this way: um, I don't think it's like the best game I've played. Definitely not the, the best game I played even recently. But compared to like Black Flag, I'm actually having a lot more fun than I did with the other one with the core Assassin's Creed stuff, like the stuff where I'm just supposed to be an assassin. Mm-hmm. And that part is actually more fun here than it was over there. Because the whole time I was playing Black Flag, I'm like, God, get rid of this assassin crap and just make it a pirate game. And here's like, all there is is just running around the big city. And that part I'm having more fun than I did over there. How is the story in the Animus? Any good? There is no Animus story for the most part. really? It's it's like the thinnest veil. The thinnest veil of like... like, I mean, inside the game, there's no narrative at all? Yeah, that's what I mean. Yeah, sorry. The, the the pair story it's 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 like Saturday morning action movie it's fine. I mean there's there's got to be like political intrigue or something going on I would figure. It, it's yeah. it's all it's fine. I okay. mean that's the part. <laughs> like Edward Kenway was such an unlikable character for me that like all of this that's the funny thing it's all expectations. If I'm sure if I came in expecting just like. I would have been like, yeah, it's a fine three stars, but because I just played the other one, and I was, and this one is doing all the opposite things that everyone complained about. That's the funny thing; they learned their lessons. Everything that everyone complained about, they sort of fixed. The problem is, it was a broken, it was a broken, broken game when it came out. Hmm. All right. So you mentioned so, what? What is the? 
the best game you've played most recently? Um, I don't know. Okay, because you had mentioned that this wasn't that, but I, I was wondering what was that. Was I don't, that like I'd Forza to, Horizon I, 2 or something? Or? That, that was pretty fun and easy, a thousand achievement points. <laughs> it's all coming back to achievement points. Bring them um, back. I guess that's the thing, though. I mean, with expect, I, I really... When you when someone comes and tells you something's going to be a giant dog turd and the worst <laughs> experience, and then you chew it and you're like, you know what, this isn't that bad. Yeah, you're this pretty happy. Yeah, and you're like, you. I bet you anything. If, if everyone came to me and said, you know, it's it's an okay game. It's got the story isn't stellar. I mean, isn't the best game, but Arno's at least more interesting than this guy was, mm-hmm. and it's fun to run around the city. But the story is ultimately you're going to go through it. You're going to have some fun in Paris, and you're going to move on with your life and wash your hands of it. If someone said, would have said that, I was like, yeah, that sounds great. That's exactly the kind of action game I want. You go in, <laughs> wash your hand, walk out. Yeah. Let me think. I don't know. You got me. I don't know. I don't Have know. Have you been playing anything else? Just the Assassin's Creed's? Um, Forza. I should have pulled up my... I'll get back to you on that one. After the news. <laughs> well, then- I can open up my... My my work my what's it called my spreadsheet. Oh, you got a spreadsheet too, huh? Just yeah, like, just like a Max Storm. Like me. Oh, unless just like Anna. Yeah, yeah. And at least put on your Google Calendar when you finish something. Why? So you know that you actually played it and when. Okay. Why? Why? Like, I actually like. Sprint actually, offered to cut my bill in half, and I had to ask why. <laughs> dumb commercial. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, okay. Anyway. Yes. So, so let's uh, get to the. Oh, news but I would then, say this out. though: at this point, if you're burned out on Assassin's Creed, don't bother. Don't bother with Unity. Um, if it's like I honestly think it's like fine. If it was like a twenty dollar game or less, you just want to run around Paris, maybe hang out with Napoleon the Marquis de Sade for a few. I'm getting the feeling like that it'd be a good Steam sale pickup. It's. I think it's fine. I mean, it, yeah, I, I'm actually feeling the same way. I've, I've been probably was probably just going to skip it otherwise. I will say that there are some parts that I think are some of the best parts. I think, uh, like, uh, at some point, because you're, they have this conceit that you're playing a video game, they you get ripped into other areas. So one of the more fun things that you get to see, like uh, Paris in different time periods, like uh, Nazi-occupied Paris, and you get to see like a. Uh, like Paris during La Belle Epoque, and you just get to run around and you see a little different flavor of it. Like I said, keep in mind, it's not a great game. I'd still probably give it like a 3 or a 3.5, but when you're expecting a 1, a 3 is like a fresher breath air. Just to refresh, um, do you consider 3 out of 5 games to be worth your time? Um, um, yeah, they can be. I mean, uh, I'm looking through my list now because I actually write down the – like I played Call of Duty Advanced Warfare and that was a three for me. And over – it was fun to see Kevin Spacey in the game. It was it was like – it was an afternoon weekend. I wish I didn't spend 20 bucks on it. You only I spent have, 20 bucks and you're regretting it. Wow. <laughs> oh, because I, I thought I'd get more of the multiplayer and I didn't. Okay. But no, let me give you a good example. I think Warhammer 40K Space Marine is like the quintessential like three-star game. Mm-hmm. And it was a fun experience. I'm glad I played it. I probably would never play it again, but I definitely, it definitely wasn't, you know, Batman Arkham Asylum. Or, oh, excuse me, 
or like a or even like a, a Far Cry Blood Dragon or or Diablo Three, but it was a fun, quick experience. I think that's the thing, though. If if you know that you're uh, Commando starring Arnold Schwarzenegger, you can't get mad at it. If the if the if the filmmakers know they're making a Commando, mm-hmm. you you got to know what you're getting into when you go watch yeah. Commando. Yeah, yeah. So. Okay. Cool. And I, think and I guess that's the problem, though, is that I, Assassin's Creed Unity would never want it to be Commando, but it is. <laughs> <laughs> now, and the problem is I was totally okay with playing Commando. <laughs> like that. That's not what they that's, were going for, but I'm no, okay with it. That's not what they were going for. And that's the, maybe that's the problem, too, is everyone wanted – they thought they were making, like, the next Star Wars. They wanted – everyone wanted to be the next Star Wars. I'm oh, like, no, I'd be fine with the Commando. Don't set Star Wars as your goal nowadays. <laughs> well, hey, did you, you see the trailer? Yeah. Uh, the first one? No, the one that oh, came out like trailer. yesterday. No, I didn't. Oh my goodness, that's no, a great what's trailer. What's it up? makes it makes me want to be excited for the game, but I'm not. Which makes me no, sad. No, 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 I'm talking about the movie Star Wars, Santa. Oh. I heard that the latest um, trailer for Terminator was um, not so great. Wait, wait, you seriously you didn't see the new Star Wars trailer that ever, the entire internet exploded over? No. I must have missed that somehow. That yeah, don't worry, me. I missed it as well. All right, but you, Anna, you were talking about the Battlefront trailer, right? Yep. Yeah, I, I wasn't excited for the Battlefront trailer. Mm. Just would... because I'm sure, like, the reason you were going to say is it's just CG footage, right? No, it's, uh, yeah, there was a lot of kerfluffle about the fact that there was no gameplay, but it's just, like, not growing up on Star Wars and not really being interested in any of the previous Star Wars games... I can tell that this is supposed to be totally amazeballs, and nothing about it excites me. Oh, I actually do like previous Star Wars games, and I'm still not excited by, like, a CG cutscene. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, show gameplay. Otherwise, go home. Unless you're a Final Fantasy game. That's the only game that... The, only those cinematic games are what should try and do CG trailers. No, even then, I wouldn't care, because I would still say, well, what am I actually doing? Hmm. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Well, what we should be doing right now is getting into the news. Um, so how about we do that? Which is funny that you mentioned that because didn't like a big game get a CG trailer and everyone was thrilled with it? Um, because certain games we, get, we cut slack to if they have a good CG trailer. Say, are you referring to a sequel to a game we've been waiting for? Deus Ex. Yes. CKP. Mankind. <laughs> MKBHD in the game. <laughs> I don't even know anymore what we're talking about. Uh, oh, oh no. he's a famous YouTube reviewer, probably like the biggest tech reviewer in the world at this point. Oh, of course. So therefore, I have no idea who it is. Exactly, you're an old man now. <laughs> yeah, I am. <laughs> <sighs> That's the funny thing. Um, even like people bigger than us were commenting about how he had like some Apple exclusive news, and they were commenting about him, and they were saying like. It's funny that we're talking about this guy who we don't even know existed, but his audience is like 10 times that of ours. And the people who are saying that audience is 10 times that the size of ours. <laughs> so it's all these scales of fame. Hmm. Uh, let's see if I can find that, actually. I was going to do that story later, but we should get into it now since we just talked about it. Oh, all right. While you're while we're all vamp, I totally recommend checking out the new the two new Star Wars trailers, Chris. Two new Star Wars trailers. I will hit them up after the show. Especially the movie one. And I heard I shouldn't watch the tr- 
the uh, Terminator trailer that has a reveal in it that you should have waited for the movie to give us. Honestly, I didn't even know a, tra- a Terminator trailer existed. It has been so not on my Twitter feed radar of all the people I follow. It's mm-hmm. not even like a thing that was mentioned once. Every, everyone I know has either been at Star Wars Celebration or talking about the Star Wars trailer or Battlefront or GTA 5 on PC. I just realized we don't have a story up for the Deus Ex game. We don't? Huh. I don't think we do. Am I missing something? Come on. How could we not be covering the Deus Ex game? New Deus Ex. Oh, April 8th is when it was announced. That's fine. Okay, here we go. I'm going through my list, Chris. The last yeah. five-star game I finished was uh, Skyrim. That's a while ago. No, I finished it January 18th. Okay. All right. That's okay. All right. All right. Yeah. I've been playing that game for a long time. Yeah, I play yeah. My, I play all my Bethesda games take me about three years to finish. That's fair. That's fair. All oh, right. And then for that, the last five star was Forza Horizon and then South Park Stick of Truth. And that was back in November. Yeah, both in November. So nothing that recent. A couple of four stars. Uh, I really like Splinter Cell Blacklist, which felt like a, like a little bit better than a Commando. Sort of like a, I would say like a, like a, a Predator or something, mm-hmm. or like a Rock. Although some people would make a Rock a five star movie. For yeah, them. The Rock's a good film. <laughs> anyway, all right, Deus Ex. Deus Ex has been announced. The sequel has been announced. We. Pretty much assumed it was coming, and yep, it's coming. It's a direct sequel to Human Revolution, and you are controlling Adam Jensen again. Um, dun dun dun. How's that gonna work? Well, somebody probably cloned him or something. Um, because, yeah, no, there were two endings. I'm guessing, well, um, he died. There there were four endings, and I think you kind of not do turn out so well in all of them. Well, apparently he turned out just fine. <laughs> yeah, which is weird because, yeah. But, the, well, the, so they released DLC afterwards, which set up the stage for them to basically do whatever they felt like doing. Yeah, good. Because <laughs> they said, oh, we've got the, all the data on him we need, blah, 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 blah. And you aren't actually sure. Don't say anymore, yeah. but I get it. Yeah. I got it. Yeah, it's interesting. Okay. I'm sure a lot of people are going to go back and play. Human Revolution. Yeah, you should play it and make sure to play a DLC. That's all I'll say. Um, uh, at this point, I don't think you can buy it without the DLC. Well, then good, because you should play both. <laughs> so this, uh, this game's going to take place two years after the events of the first game. And, uh, it, and the so-called tragic AUG incident, which stopped the rise of human augmentation and segregated humanity. Jensen is now a counterterrorism agent traveling the world to uncover conspiracy. Ha <laughs> ha. That's right. It's a Deus Ex game, so of course there's a conspiracy involving a number of secret organizations. So, and then there's a trailer. We've got it up on the site. Um, you have to go dig into our news page if you want to watch it at this point, because it came out last week. But uh, you can go watch CG footage of Deus Ex. I think I skimmed through this trailer and said, "Well, where's the gameplay?" And said, "Okay, well, I don't care because you know where's the gameplay." But uh, yeah. Um. This. I will say though it actually legitimately if you just care if you do care about the Deus Ex story, it's it is an interesting trailer. Well, and it's um, good at setting up like the location in the world. And Adam still has the built-in sunglasses into his head, so that's cool too. 
Or you can just go boop, sunglasses on. What you doing, Anna? Oh, summon cheap sunglasses. Summons cheap sunglasses? I was humming cheap sunglasses. Oh, that's a song? Yes. Okay, sorry, I didn't realize it. Um, oh, interesting. Did you see the screenshots? No, I'm just looking at I'm just looking at the end of the trailer where he like turns into Colossus or something from the X Men. That's his like nano sh- yeah. nano shield. <laughs> um, what was it? Well, uh, NeoGaf had a good breakdown. Well, I think Game Informer had the exclusive story. Oh, of course, because you know who yeah, doesn't they, read they Game Informer? Cover- I mean, good circulation. Yeah. Uh, what are some of the big details, gameplay details we know? I have no idea of any of them. Oh. Well, they were there. <laughs> I'm not in a position to search. What, on NeoGAF? Yeah. I'm, no, I'm, I, I'm, not, I'm sitting on the, when we do these podcasts, I'm usually sitting on the couch, so it's like a hassle for me to no, get I mean, to the No, I mean, you're computer. saying the details are on NeoGAF? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, the Game Informer story, I'm sure it's everywhere. Oh, who wants to read that? Game Informer. Ooh. Okay. GameStop. No, no, here, I've, I've got the NeoGAF thread up here. Let's see if they throw in some uh, bullet points or something. No. <laughs> Uh, more details here. Okay, here is the Game Informer story. Um, I'll add this to the delicious links for episode 345. Well, at least in theory I will, if I figure out how to do that here. Yeah, there we go. Ah, never mind. Uh, May cover... Uh, story spoilers, story spoilers. And they basically they say the rest of the details are in the magazine, which isn't out yet. Or might just be hitting. It's in their May issue. So, sorry, I don't ha- actually have details here. So, oh, I could read it to you. You found something. Okay, so it takes place, and yeah, two years later. Uh, we got that boss encounter. Okay, boss encounters are designed in a way to allow players to approach in any way they want: stealth, full combat, etc. Which is good, <laughs> given the kerfuffle last time. Um. Let me see. Uh, you can go full combat or full stealth throughout any part of the game, which I'm sure is great for all those email hackers. We just want to walk around and read yes. emails all day. That's what I do in these games. Um, You're a peeper. I am. Seriously, you don't understand how addictive it is to just piece together everyone's um, email drama. It's like, yes, I wish I could do this at work and it wouldn't be illegal. <laughs> um... Um, so there's going to be twice as many augmentations as the last game just some basic stuff like everything you would expect bigger, better more badass more stuff, prettier more badass, you have to say more badass oh, bigger, better, more badass that's right, it's important yeah, sounds like they learned a lot of lessons making the last one even the DLC learned a lot of lessons like the the boss, the final boss in that DLC, what I was told is you can take him down any way you want to yeah, except that makes, there's no tension at all is the problem Uh, I don't want to know Okay. I mean, if you you use a non-combat way to take him down you don't have the tension of a conflict, right? well, that's up to you though that's the way you want to play yeah I don't know. That's the that's the double edged sword, right? If you yep. can just sneak past everything, what fun is it just to sneak past that big boss? Oh no, it's a giant tank. I'm just gonna go down this other all- a walking <laughs> tank. Huh? I'm gonna oh, walk around dear. here. Yeah, well. Anyway, sounds good. 
we'll, I'm sure we'll see more at E3. Hmm. I hope so. Yeah, you sound excited about that, Chris. At E3? Yeah. I, I, I'm sure we will, actually, and that will be good. Uh, assuming, you know, that Square Enix's booth is actually useful this year. <laughs> and now we're not invited. And now we're not invited. <laughs> <laughs> Oops. Well, let me put it this way. At least there's one high-profile RPG that we can get excited about at RP Gamer going into E3. What's that? Deus Ex. That guy divided. Oh, okay. <laughs> you, you don't sound like you care at all about a new... I wish I'm surprised. I thought you really no, liked that. No, I'm sorry. I, don't, I'm, I must be distracted or something because I do very much care that the new Deus Ex is coming out. I will be playing that game and playing the heck out of it. Deus Ex, um, the first one, is one of, the, one of those rare games that I bought and like just played through. you know. And I don't usually have the attention span for that. So I am all in on this. Okay, great. So there I you go. I look at the pre-order edition with the special pre-order content and all that baloney. I'll be in on it. All right. So I'm gonna. Tr- so here we go. Since uh, RP Gamer is going to E3 and our, our E3 team set is pretty much set, I'm gonna. You and I, man, we're gonna go check this oh, out. All right. Good. And we're gonna vamp to go. about it for hours on the I podcast. Get to go. I get to go see DSX. Let's go. Let's do right. it. You know what else we can do? That's right. Now in Tales of Zestiria, it's going to be the first game in the West where you can use Japanese or English voiceovers. Aren't you excited, Manny? What? <laughs> Nani? Alice, do you care about this? Um. Well, actually, yes, but a, a bit late. Much? What? Why mean, is that? What, the, because you already 15th, played the what? Japanese version? Well, yeah, there is that, but... Well, then again, I kind of play the Japanese versions to challenge myself most of these times, you know, most of these days. Mm. I'm doing it because if I don't, I will probably just sit down and forget all that I've learned over the last 10 years. And I would be sad if I do that. Yeah, don't do that. All right. Yeah, languages are like these living things you need to engage with. For the rest of us who want to buy the locally released version and put on the Japanese mode to practice just like Alice does, you'll have that option. Hooray. All right. Nobody cares. <laughs> Anna goes, well, the one, I was going to say, the one person who might care already has the game. You so. already have it in Japanese, so you're already yeah. kind of taken care of. All right. Well, whatever. <laughs> they should have announced it earlier. Is there a lot of yeah, Namco Bandai news? Oh, go ahead. There I was going to say, it just seems a little unusual that they've left it until now. But I think there is a lot of Namco Bandai news. that Because we'll I think they had an event recently. And I was just wondering, like, what's the big news that came out of the event? Like, what exclusive reveals? Um, I don't have it or I don't have my, my news flow this week order organized by the event, so I think we'll get to it. All right, but uh, you'll cool, have to cool. bear with me for a little bit. Sorry. Um, let's see. The next thing I've got uh, the Ease game. The first Ease game is going to mobile. Sorry, Ease one is going to iOS and Android. Does anybody care? The one person who would hates mobile games more than life itself. Who's the one person who cares? <laughs> Mac. Uh, oh, I thought he liked mobile games. Oh, he hates them. Oh, okay. I stand corrected. Uh, he, oh, he my li- goodness. He likes handheld games. Remember, he's got that distinction. Handheld versus mobile. He hates them so much that at times I feel like I need to mute him on Twitter because he just he, he's like, I like, bro, I got it yesterday and I got it the day before and I got it the day before. You hate him. I get it. I get it. We should get him into Farmville, Anna. Buy a Vita. <laughs> I get it. I don't know. He hates mobile games, but he's playing Record Keeper. 
That's a good point. <laughs> that, is, that is like a coincident. I'm going to uh, call him out on Twitter. <laughs> yeah, quintessential uh, mobile game, mobile handheld free-to-play baloney game. Hmm. <laughs> oh, what else we got here? Uh, so the Ease game, it, uh, let's see. Is don't call any, him out. I don't there's nothing new here that oh, matters. Like, hey, so Mac, I hear you've been playing some record keeper, hmm? <laughs> a little Anna birdie told me. What? What's up no, this? don't do that. Hashtag team handled why you betray us. <laughs> <laughs> I think you have to do it now. No, <laughs> no, don't drag me into this. Yeah, especially if you drag Anna into it. No. I totally approve. No. Get on it. Everybody Today listening at home, you do it too. No. Everybody at home, get no. on that. <laughs> okay. Why you betray Team Handheld and just have that gif? Why you betray <laughs> Team Handheld? <laughs> Why you no handheld? Um, Exceed has announced that Brandish is coming to Europe. Uh, it's well, not announced. It's just straight up out in Europe on PSN. Do you know what Brandish is? It's a dungeon crawling thingy, third person. Oh, who cares? Top down action RPG. Brandish. You can get it in Europe. I don't remember nope. anybody caring about that game here. Nope. Nope. Nobody cared about it. <laughs> well, right. I didn't care about it. So. All right. So we'll move on. Telepath Tactics. What is Telepath Tactics? I don't remember. It's it's a game. It's available on Steam and GOG. It's from Sinister Design and is heavily inspired by Fire Emblem. So Anna should be getting this game. It's a turn-based strategy RPG and uh, it is available now for 15 bucks. And there's a 10% discount available till April 23rd. Anna, are you going to get Telepath Tactics? No, this is more of a you game. Why is it a me game? It's a Western TRPG, right? It's a TRPG. Yeah, but... It's supposed to be like Fire Emblem. Yeah. But Western developers, really bad looking graphics, and... Uh, it hasn't sold me yet. I remember I... playing a demo for this, like two or three years ago where you're fighting all these gargoyles on a map and I don't know if I like it then um, but it looks improved now I think we've covered it put a video up covering this game in the past actually where we did an interview with the people who were putting it out um, so Anna I don't know why you're not into this I, I I need to be sold and I'm not yet well you should watch some videos particularly in a year that I'm trying to buy basically nothing alright well, you should watch some videos anyway <laughs> Oh, do tell. Is, is this a new challenge? Oh, that's her thing. Yeah, I haven't heard this. So, what's what are the what's the criteria? What's uh what's going on? Oh, you haven't heard about this? No, I have it up on the forums. Basically, I'm just trying to minimize the amount of games that I buy this year and focus on my backlog. So, the idea isn't to not finish my entire backlog. And the idea isn't to not buy any games, but to be more discriminatory in my purchases and focus on old games have you set up like a a, a budget limit for yourself like i can only spend this much this year on new stuff or anything no. like that so you're just gonna try to wing it and see so how's it been working for you so far i I've mean we're in about, april i've spent uh like a hundred dollars all right not bad and how many old games have you finished um hang on let me look I have to Chris, <laughs> this did is you why spend a hundred dollars on what did you spend a hundred dollars on? Um, I bought Honey Pop. Ugh. And I got we 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 got Codename Steam. Yeah. Um, and a majority. Which apparently Mask. we have a story about later. We should because it got patched. Yes. And Majora's Mask. So I think those are the three that I've bought so far this year. 
wow, three games equals $100. I'm so out of it because I, I no. started that program that you're talking about, Anna, that self-backlog program like several years ago. So I probably spend like $100 on games every two years at this point <laughs> or um, like every six games because I, like I only buy them when they're $20 or less, and which doesn't happen often. And I think it's great. I, it's going to take you a little while, but at this point, I'm almost completely done with my backlog. It took like three or four years, but it's almost completely been just I'm, I'm sorry to have to play new games now. It's crazy. <laughs> I, don't, I don't like this. You had to buy a new talk. console even. I know. What's up with that? What's up with that? So, no, I don't think I've spent 100 Well, yeah, if I count the whole value of Codename Steam, I've spent $100. Yeah, that's true. Because if you buy one game at sixty, and then you buy like one Vita or I bought 3DS two three DS games and a Steam game. Yeah, that's that's a lot of money. Don't buy a hundred bucks. Yeah, makes sense. But at the same time, there are a lot of games that have gone onto my wish list that I haven't bought. I could have easily spent five hundred dollars so far this year. Oof. Yeah, I haven't. That's why it was easy for me to justify buying. Well, actually, I. That's why I wanted to talk about why I got an Xbox One because it's not just like console war stuff. I think it's actually an interesting story about how Microsoft's marketing and like just like local uh, promotions actually benefited some gamers and brought people in who never would have gone in otherwise. That's why I wanted to talk about it that one time. But I'm sure we'll, we'll maybe say, set aside a little bit of time after the news if you guys want to hear. Yeah, I do. We're, aren't we done the news? Oh, wait. No, never mind. <laughs> Somehow I mixed up now playing in the news. <laughs> Good job. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Yeah. Let her sleep. Let her sleep. I am letting her sleep. Because this new sleeping machine, I'm... Oh, Manny, I got diagnosed with sleep apnea. I've got a sleep ap- CPAP now. That's why she can't sleep, because you snore. Yeah, but now she can, because he, 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 I've got the he machine. He hasn't snored in two nights. It's been fantastic. Oh, so you have, like, the little Darth Vader mask? Yeah. yeah. No. No, nah, he's just got a tiny little thing. Yeah, it's, it's very tiny. Sorry. Darth Vader Jr.? <laughs> you got the Anakin mask. <laughs> Chibi Vader. Yep. Chibi Vader math. Mask. Meth. Math. Meth? No, don't do math. Chibi Vader math. <laughs> Listen, I'm I'm replacing one problem with another. That's how it works in America. Right, so. <laughs> Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker has a DLC schedule. I don't know if we care, but you're gonna get the beginner's brawl DLC for free. Um the Lost Demon Rescue thing for free. The Maka makes an escape. It'll be paid. All skills must go is paid. Let the demons grow paid. Uh, uh, nobody cares. There's a bunch of DLCs. There's a list on our site. Everything that's paid costs a buck each. Um, and the DLC all comes out in May. So they so, got a release on May 5th, May 12th, and May 19th. For those who played Fire Emblem, this is basically the same sort of stuff where it's like you have a level that one's for um, Maka, one is for skills, one is for um, experience, and then one is for uh, demons. So, yeah, they're cheap. They're an easy way to grind. They're um, there they if you want will them. They'll probably be. You don't if, know. Huh? They'll probably be an easy way to grind. No, th- this is exactly what they are intended oh, okay. to do. They are intended to make you grind. Okay. And they are making it most efficient to grind for the thing you want the most. So, that's okay. how it works. Okay, then. Anyways. The end. Oh, okay. So, let's see. Uh 
What's our next story? Oh, I should be smoother at this by now. Don't you think? Mm-hmm. I think so, too. NIS announced that they're bringing more Atlas titles to Europe. Because apparently Atlas doesn't want to. I don't know. But they're going to be bringing over three 3DS titles. Etrian Mystery Dungeon, Shin Megami Tensei Devil Survivor 2 Record Breaker, which will be coming out fall 2015. And Etrian Odyssey Untold 2 The Fafnir Night will be out in early 2016. Because it's a pain in the ass to release European games when you're not in Europe. Apparently. Uh, <laughs> it's just like NIS America is releasing Atlas USA games. No, no, no. It's not NIS America. Yes, it's it says... NIS America Europe. No, it just says NIS America on our page. Well, it's NISA Europe that's releasing them. If it's NIS America Europe, I don't even know what that means. It's NISA Europe. No. That, no. I, re- I reject the concept of a name of NIS America Europe. Yeah, that's what the company is no, called. It's I, NISA Europe. No, that, that reality doesn't exist. Well, <laughs> I, I have I bad news it. for you, Chris. <laughs> There's a Vita game coming, Dungeon Travelers 2, The Royal Library, and The Monster Seal. Fall 2015. Nisa's bringing that as well. And uh, that was just recently announced for North America. So, okay. So, whatever Dungeon Travelers is. Oh, we're going to talk about that, like, very, very soon. Like, right now. Let's talk about Dungeon Travelers. (laughs) Okay. So, Uh, tell us about Dungeon Travelers, I don't understand why this wasn't in the... Okay. It's weird, the order of these stories. Something got messed up. Okay. Aqua Plus and Sting... You like Sting games, Anna. Yes. Um, like Riviera, The Promised Land, stuff yep. like that. Yep. Um, they put Aqua Plus and... I don't know who Aqua Plus is. They put uh, this game called Dungeon Travelers 2, The Royal Library, and The Monster Seal. And it's coming to Vita in North America in summer 2015. We just talked that it's coming to Europe in fall 2015. It'll be 40 bucks in uh, the US, 50 bucks in Canada, because ha, Canada. And uh, it's going to be released don't physically be and digitally. Ah. And uh, that's all we know. Well, I guess we know a little bit more. There's what? Chris, check check Skype chat. Oh, okay. What did I do? NISAEurope.com. Oh, no! They actually have a site. NISAEurope.com. That's so... You know, it could be be something as simple as NISE is already like a trademark in the UK. Nice. I believe probably is actually. Hmm. And if you can't get the trademark, you just go with what already what you already have. Oh, like I for... remember seeing this Dungeon Travelers two thing. This is the one that's got all the sexily looking dungeon people that Atlas was talking about. I'm sorry. What did I cut you off, Manny? You're talking about no, no, no. I'm just saying it could there could totally be an NISC in, in the UK. I think you're right. So this is a first person turn based combat dungeon game thing and the it's like all women except for like one dude probably I bet because you know that's how these games work one dude surrounded by a harem and I don't know what's going on yeah you okay no it's a party of female adventurers and you go and seal away monster monsters and there's lots of classes and it looks like there's hot springs with nude women in them and I don't know what's going on and they don't. They have a trailer, but it doesn't show like any gameplay whatsoever. And then there's like a screenshot where you see a map that looks like it came out of Etrian Odyssey, and then another one where you see an enemy that looks like it belongs in Playboy. And I don't know what's going on. 
Seriously, I those breasts don't make any sense. I don't even know what's going on. You could so, write a song about them. That <laughs> uh, sounds like like an R and B line. Girl, those breasts don't even make any sense. It's crazy. Your body's crazy. I could tell you a lot about breasts that don't make any sense right now. <laughs> <laughs> well played, good, Adam. Good sir. <laughs> What the fuck? Whatever. (laughs) Star Ocean 5 has been revealed. And it's a console game. Ah! Square Enix has announced it. It's coming to PS3 and PS4 because uh, nobody's buying PS4s, I guess. In Japan, uh, it's being developed by Triace. So don't worry, even though they were bought by Sega or whatever the heck that was, I guess it's not stopping them from making games for other people. Uh, Star Ocean, Integrity and Faithlessness, um, which is, I think, appropriate since the Star Ocean story no longer has any sort of integrity and they have had no faith to their fans for a while, right? No? Oh, harsh. Oh, actually, didn't people like the last one? (laughs) I forget. Alice, catch me up on Star Ocean. People like it or hate it now? Um, I think they hate it. Oh, they hate it currently? Okay. I can't well, keep... yeah, because, I mean, what, Star Ocean 4, if you had a 360... Wait, was Star Ocean 4... Yeah, Star Ocean 4 was on the 360, wasn't it? And it was then later re-released on the PS3. As the director's cut All I remember is they was... said, like, the entire series actually happened in an MMO inside one of the other games. And that was Star Ocean 3. Whatever. Oh, that was the twist to Star Ocean 3 that Just everyone either that. loved or hated. So stupid. Star Ocean 5 is set on the planet Fate Creed, 6,000 light years from Earth. In the space date year 537, which take, makes it take place between the events of the second and third games. So this happens inside the... F- I don't... What is, does that mean? It happens in the real world or in the game world? I, I don't even know. I, I don't know. I need somebody to unpack the Star Ocean timeline for me on this. And uh, there's going to be real-time and combo-focused attacks. So, you know, think Star Ocean slash Tales or whatever. And uh, interactive event scenes. So, yeah. An enemy may try to apprehend the player's allies. Should the enemy be successful, subsequent events will play out in a different way, whatever that means. And you can watch a trailer with really small inset footage of anime cutscenes and a guy who looks like the guy from Star Ocean 2. So, I don't know what's going on. Star Ocean 5! Yay! All right, well, we already talked about that story. So how about um, a game called Will Fight for Food, Super Actual Sellout Game of the Hour? <laughs> what is up with that title? It's the Game of the Hour edition, I guess. Uh, it's coming to PC, Mac, and Linux via Steam um, in four, in like six days, April, eight, April 22nd, so four days. It'll cost six bucks, um, but you can pre-order it on the Humble Store and save some money. It is a brawler RPG starring disgraced wrestler Jared Casey Dent. And players can choose between using its complicated conversation system, simply beating up everyone they meet, or some combination of the two. We got screenshots. We got a video. You can go check it all out. Um, <laughs> That's a good pitch. <laughs> is it? Yeah. Either punch him in the face or talk to him. It's your choice. And uh, it's made by the same people who made a game called Unrest, if you remember that. Another... Um, indie rpg thing came out last year uh this looks a lot different than that so there you go we'll fight for food super actual sellout game of the hour 
After that, we've got a game called Dragon. It's I hear about, it's a game about a dragon. It's about a dragon. It's called Dragon, colon, a game about a dragon. <laughs> it's on Steam. There's no pricing yet. It'll be out on the 24th of April. It puts players in the role of a dragon whose girlfriend has been captured by the king. It's inspired by 16-bit era action RPGs, but it's got the uh, picture book style graphics as though uh, somebody colored in a picture book. And you can watch a trailer. Did they color outside the lines. Did they? I'm asking. It looks like they colored inside the lines. Well, that's good. So you dry you it's essentially like a papercraft game, I guess. But your dragon has glasses on, so figure that out. And he's fighting um trombonists. Hey, even dragons need to have some style. Come on. Okay. Well so Maybe he's a myopic dragon. Well, I apparently. And so he's gotta go save his girlfriend. So you can go play this on the twenty fourth. You wanna get this game, Anna? No. No? no? You're not into it? Okay. Project X Zone. Hey, I remember I bought that for you on 3DS. Yes. It's getting a sequel, Project X Zone 2. Oh, it's going to be coming out globally in fall 2015. <laughs> Bandai Namco has announced this. And they're going to have, let's see, characters from games by Sega, Capcom, Bandai Namco, and uh, so series such as Tales, Soccer Wars, and uh, Devil May Cry. Current list of confirmed characters for the sequels include... Uh, people from Yakuza, Dot Hack, Goo, and Resident Evil Revelations, as well as those other series I mentioned. And we've got screenshots and a trailer up of that. I don't know if anybody cares. Wasn't the first game like not so well received? No? Nobody remembers this except me? Okay. I don't even know what we're talking about right now. Project X Zone. Oh, I guess. Project Crossover Zone. Oh, it should be Project Cross Zone, shouldn't it? <laughs> All right. Oh, uh, I don't recall the reception of it. Alice, this next story is confusing to me. There is a opening cinematic that prepares Eorzea for Heaven's Ward story we've got regarding Final yeah, Fantasy. Yeah, that will be the um, basically the FMV opening for the expansion that comes out in two months. So it's it spoilers. Does contain some pretty major spoilers for the post-game story, though. The like, stuff that you already played. Yeah, the stuff that I finished. So I've okay. seen the trailer. It's pretty damn cool. But okay. it, it's not as good as the intro. I'm sorry, but it, I don't think you're going to get past that. Not easily. Which intro? Um, the intro, or basically end of an era to the opening of A Realm Reborn. Oh, so having Bahamut <laughs> blow stuff up. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's really, really hard to outdo. Yeah, it probably is. Yeah. Especially um, the full but, length version of that. Yeah, the, the version that actually goes into the intro for... Um, well, actually, what they now do is um, one of the things they did during the recent live stream was they actually played the full version of that uh, cutscene. Yeah, yeah they, remember they had that they out actually, a while back, uh, like before the game died, they had the full version of that cutscene. No, 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 no. It's no. what the they play version, at the concerts, right? No, 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 the full version is... Um, there, is a, there is an extension to the cutscene... Um, that plays as part of um, the final coil of Bahamut dungeon that shows you what happened after. You know that little section where Luizu tra- uh, like teleports everyone five years forward, yeah. like towards the end? There is a little bit after that. It, what they don't show you is what happens to Bahamut after that, which they then show you as part of the final coil of Bahamut oh, stuff. Okay. So the full version of that cutscene or that whole intro is before it cuts away to the um the, like the intro to Realm Reborn 
is it shows you what really happened at the end of that particular on that section of gameplay or game whatever um and yeah it's pretty major spoilery stuff i have seen it um because i'm never going to clear final coil but there you go okay i all right 14's story just like 11 it there's a lot to take in um a lot of things a lot of politics and then especially if you want to integrate the first game story before they rebooted it. Oh, there's a lot of reading you got to do to catch up on that. I did that a while back. And now I would have to do it again to get back into this game. I don't like that. I wish things were more understandable. But, alright, whatever. So, Heavensward. Just uh, to recap, they're adding nine new zones of the game. They're going to be bigger than those currently found in Realm Reborn. Um, there's going to be floating land masses, there's going to be flying mounts, and there's going to be crafting and gathering jobs that have a new level, uh, new things going on with them. There's new level cap of 60, uh, there's, let's see, free companies are getting workshops and airship building. Yeah, I guess we can go cruise around in an airship with our free company now. I don't know. And, and more. And then, the, of course, there's a the video there if you're ready to watch it and get psyched for the expansion. Um, well, it'll be out fairly soon. Expansion comes out, I believe it's the end of June. Hmm. So. Monster Hunter is getting a new entry. This one's going to be different. It's called Monster Hunter Stories, and it looks like a chibi cel-shaded... Well, not chibi. It's a cel-shaded version of Monster Hunter, essentially. Where you go around and it's a story-based RPG set in the Monster Hunter universe. So everything's bright and vividly colored. It looks like you're playing through an anime version of Monster Hunter, I guess. And it looks interesting. And uh, you, you, you're playing as a really young character because, you know, shown in anime, right? And you're going to play... Uh, your, your character, unlike most Monster Hunter games, he has a little dragon that he rides around on. You have a mount, which is kind of awesome. And I'm excited for this. This looks cool to have a story-based Monster Hunter, and I hope it will be good. Um, but uh, all we've got is like a, an, you know, a trailer that looks like it's in-game footage from a console or something. But we'll have to see way later. What do yeah, you think? we don't actually haven't seen any actual gameplay, right? That is correct. And I might be wrong. This might be 3DS footage. It's hard to tell what these stylized things and these tiny trailers. I don't know. Oh yeah, 3DS it says it's 3DS, so it is 3DS footage. Sorry, so but it looks cool. I think. Let's see if it's any good. Uh, that's coming out in 2016, so it was a while before uh, before that one hits. We might see something like at least like a gameplay trailer at E3. At E3, yeah, I hope so. Maybe just something. I'm hoping. Do anybody here plays Mars Warlogs? Um, Alex, I think. Yeah, he's not here. So yeah, he said his hockey thing. So there is a new game coming out that's set in the same setting as Mars Wars Log. It's called the Tech the Techno the Technomancer. And it puts you into the role of an aspiring technomancer during the War of Water on the planet Mars. A lot of things. It's coming out in twenty sixteen. So if you like Mars Wars Logs Mars War Logs, <laughs> there's more coming from that universe. Xenoblade Chronicles X got a Big, long live stream thing. We've got a, a write-up of it by Alex. Thank you, Alex, for putting that up. And you can go read all the stuff they showed off on Xenoblade Chronicles while you're watching the video of the game in motion. And uh, it talks about your mech, which is called a doll. 
and how it works and how you get health and when you can use it and different styles of mechs. Some are light and heavy and all that. Uh, just so you remember, it's coming out April 29th on Wii U in Japan and North America and Europe will get it later this year. Anybody excited? Yeah, for except Xenoblade? you know the re- the Wii U's are getting region locked. Yeah, yeah, it is. Sorry. Fossil Fighter Frontiers coming to Europe. Just quickly mention that since nobody seems to care about that game. I have a code to scan now. Yeah, but Got you don't that have a game. The Midwest Gaming Classic. Yeah, I think I'm gonna put it on my wish list for this year. The Witcher Three has a season pass now. So uh, apparently, Witcher Three is going to do post uh, post game expansions. So they got the Heart of Stone. They've announced, which will be ten hours of content that takes players across no man's land and, and Oxenfurt as they attempt to fulfill a contract from a person known as the Man of Glass. Second co- expansion will be Blood and Wine, which is a twenty hour story. Man, that's a lot of stuff. And then, in addition to that, they're going to have new gear and new enemies. And a returning character from the series. I don't know what that really is. So if you buy the expansion pass, it's 25 bucks or 20 pounds or 25 euros. And if you pre-order it, you can um, get it in a package with the full game, actually. So you can kind of buy an ultimate edition that comes with the pass, too. And uh, there you go. And you can preload it. You can start pre-order right now on your Xbox and whatever and PS4 because it has gone gold. Oh, good. That's cool. So that yeah, game is coming out soon for real. No delays this time. And I, I have that game on my GOG account thanks to some codes they gave us a while back. So problem is I haven't played the first two. <laughs> I gotta get on just play. No. Man, I just went to GOG.com. There's a bunch of games right here on the front page I wish I had time to play through. Got Divinity Original Sin. Oh, wait, no, that's the only one. Never mind. All right. Hedrion Odyssey 2, Untold Story of the Fafner Knight, something or other. It's uh, coming out this summer, of course, and they've got a video now that shows the main character, so go watch that. <laughs> that's, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, level 5 showed off a game called The Snack World. I I don't know. Uh, they they had a Level 5 at a conference. Uh, they it's they made new- everybody like explode in North America. Because they announced a new fantasy life, but it's mobile. What is that noise? Somebody's got like a headset that's got issues. All right. Uh, it's a cross-media IP called The Snack World, uh, and um, that's that's all I know. So there'll be a movie, an anime series, a manga, a toy line, and a video game for 3DS, iOS, and Android. Okay, great. In addition to that, Yokai Watch has been confirmed for the Western markets. Nintendo's bringing it over. Uh, it's going to be released exclusively for 3DS sometime this year. Uh, it'll be the first game from Yokai Watch. Um, but if you remember, they they you know last year they did the first game from Inazuma Eleven, right? Mm-hmm. And then they never followed up with like the rest. So mm-hmm. we'll see if they follow up with the rest with the Yokai Watch stuff or not. That uh, means that it probably didn't sell to their expectations. What a shock. Yokai Watch sees a young boy given a special watch that allows him to see spirits called yokai that can resemble many forms, inanimate or mythical. The protagonist befriends these spirits and eventually learns to summon them for battles against other yokai. Yes, this is the new Pokemon in Japan. So, and you've got to go out and buy actual physical things, too. Yeah. That makes Watches. me sad. Yeah? I wish my smartwatch had a ghost app. I, yeah. Do you have an Apple Watch? 
No one has an Apple Watch. Oh, okay. They're not out yet? I thought Pharrell Williams had one on, like, The Voice or something. So. He does. <laughs> Jeff Gerson was making a joke that all of the Apple news sites he goes to are just posts of who has an Apple Watch now. What celebrity? Did you see? J.J. Abrams had one at Star Wars Celebration. Mm. Oh, he did? <laughs> yeah. 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 There's a ghost for that. There's a ghost for that? Okay. Uh, that's true. There is a ghost for that. And American Yokai. Let's see. The third game features the main character moving to the U.S. into St. Peanutsburg. So. <laughs> and features many so called American Yokai. So, um, that's interesting. So, that's the third game that was just announced for Japan. We're not getting that one anytime soon. But uh, it sounds cool. Like, eventually you get to see Yokai comes to America. Dragon's Dogma Online, that's still happening. Remember, they're going to have an MMO version of Dragon's Dog. Man, Manny, will you just leave your headset one way or the other? Why? No, <laughs> or I mute it run. when you're taking it off. <laughs> it now was muted. Now he's no, it wasn't. <laughs> no, it was. Never mind, I'm not going to get into it. Oh, okay. Um, say what, Anna? Now he's going to start playing with his pens. He probably is. All right, so Dragon's Dogma Online, uh, they've got signups for the Alpha, which you can, that's going on now. The event runs from April 20th to April 28th, if you'd, and so that starts in two days. I don't know if you can get into it at this point. They're showing off four classes from the game, and it'll probably be, is it even in, yeah, it's in, it's in Japan, so it's going to be in Japanese only. So I don't know if you want to get into this, but if you want to go and watch streams from the Alpha of this thing, it's going to be a free-to-play game. And that's all I know. For PS4, PS3, and PC later this year in Japan. No plans to release it in the West, so why are we even talking about this? Rebel Galaxy comes out later this year. What is that? Uh, by Double Dragons... <laughs> by Double Damage Games, an independent developer formed by the founders of the Torchlight creator, Runic Games. So the, is that like a Max Schaefer or something like that? Or the, the other two guy? leads, like the Schaefer brothers left, I think. I thought only one of them left. Yeah, Travis Paltry, maybe. And the other one? Yeah, it's like Max and Travis. Uh, So, Rebel Galaxy is a space opera featuring action-based combat. It's due to release for PC, Mac, PS4, and Xbox One. I do love me space operas. Um, So, hopefully... I I, I bet I could get into this. I'll check it out. This looks good. It's a space game. Alice, are you watching this at all? Oh, sorry. Space game, Rebel Galaxy. You checked it out at all. This uh, is your wheelhouse. You probably should look, check it out. Rebel Galaxy, Rebel Galaxy. It is a... <laughs> it is a space opera... No, I'm just trying to remember with, if, I have, if like, I have come across it on either Steam or something like that, or somewhere. It's being made by some of the people who worked on the first Torchlight. And the yeah, second Torchlight. Yeah. Um, but not the Mac Well, Torchlight 1 too. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Um, let's see. Does look pretty cool. Yeah, it looks like that could be cool. What is that coming? Oh, it's coming. It's coming to Steam apparently. So yeah, PC, Mac, PS4, and Xbox One. It is coming out this year, but they, we don't have an official date or anything yet. So that looks cool. Be nice. To it's know like more. one of those privateer games you were you wanted, where you just roam around the galaxy, upgrading your ship, leveling up, getting into fights. Yeah, that's why I'm kind of excited. That might work. All I want is a single-player version of EVE Online that I could level up to get over hard content. That's, yeah, that's there's several of those coming out soon. Oh, there are? Uh, you can play Elite Dangerous, which already which came out recently. Is that really you have, like uh, you that? Can play, 
Drifter on Windows, Mac, Linux, and iOS and Android, which is coming out soon. Uh, and wrote, I'm sure there's a few others I'm missing, but, and this one. Mm, Drifter, huh? I mentioned it before to you. You did. I'm just, I just forgot because it's not out yet. Okay, Drifter. I don't remember it. Drifter. Whenever that comes out. Let's see. It says it's coming out in 2013, so <laughs> on their website. So I don't know if I. Oh, it comes out in 2013. S- struck through. 2015. Struck through. Uh, t- 2014. 2015. Struck through. When it's ready. When it's done. When it's ready, it'll be out. <laughs> I love it. All right. Wizard of the One Underworld. It's a sequel to X Cave. Xcave 2, Wizard of the Underworld. It's on the eShop. It's 10 bucks if you remember Xcave. I don't think it reviewed that well, but it didn't review that poorly. So if you want more hack and slash um, RPG on your 3DS, Xcave 2 is out for you to play if you've already played Xcave. Um, so you can go kill things in the dungeon with the sword by pressing the A button a lot. Because, you know, sometimes that's, you just got to do that. Sometimes you just need to press A a lot. Another game you can press A a lot in, Dragon Fantasy. It's on Steam now. Yep. You want to talk about that, Anna? Um, it's the enhanced edition from the play- PS3, PS Vita, with a bunch of other additional things, 99% of which are optional. So it brings the 8-bit version and the 16-bit version, the 8-bit music and the 16-bit version, and the 16-bit music um, has visible enemies, but if you don't like that, you could turn them off. Has a beast, Jerry. Has a quest log. PC Max Linux. There you go. Dragon Fantasy. Now on your Steam. Yep. Uh, coming to 3DS and Wii U too. Correct. Mm. Soon um, as they're through lot check. Yes, and uh, the sequel looks like it's coming to all three of those platforms. Correct. Soon. Uh, and we even managed to keep other M in there. We thought we'd have to get rid of it because of Microsoft. Oh, yeah, the Minecraft version yep, thing. The yeah. Minecraft chapter, yeah. yeah. They don't seem to be doing anything bad to Minecraft. Microsoft, that is. So, yeah, but see. we had no idea what yeah. they were going to do, so... Yeah. yeah, Microsoft new leadership has been pretty pretty good and forward-thinking in a lot of respects. Mm-hmm. Um, like, for example, they just released two Halo games on iOS on Thursday. Hmm. Halo Spartan Assault and Halo uh, Spartan Strike. Um, some of their best mobile apps are on iOS first, even before Windows Phone. Even it's, it's, it's even got to the point where like uh, Paul Thorat, you know, the fam- famed Windows guy, Paul Thorat, is recommending like if you're a Windows, if you love the Windows ecosystem, you're probably better off getting an iPhone than you are getting a Windows Phone. <laughs> yeah, and yeah. They don't care about being cross-platform. They don't care. About, I mean, they're making some pretty solid hardware. The surface, their Surface tablets, are really solid, actually well-designed pieces of hardware. You know, yeah. Microsoft is doing some good stuff. Even the Microsoft Band, which I'm sure it's not going to light the world on fire, is still a solid product. I, I don't know what that is. Um, it's their uh, wearable oh, uh, it's fitness, a fitness band. Thing? Okay, cool. Yeah, it has like GPS. Uh, Twenty it has GPS built-in, a heart rate monitor, those notifications. So Halo Spartan Bundle, what, what do we got in here? We got Halo Spartan Strike and Halo Spartan Assault. Are these any good? Um, Spartan Strike is better than Spartan Assault. Is Spartan Assault the old game from like the... the I, I'm, I'm sure you game? might have it on your Xbox One when it was free with Games of Gold. Okay. 
It's also on Steam. It was released on Windows tablets and Windows Phone as an exclusive, but no oh, one played it. Oh, it's that one. Okay. And then the other one is the sequel where they learned a lot of the lessons and they removed the microtransactions and Let's made it like a sequel. better game. Yeah. Right. Uh. Is it actually a good game for its genre, or am I only into it um, if I care about it? I understand, it's okay. I understand the, the new one is okay. People seem to be liking it. It's better than the last one. It's okay. It's not bad. It's not, you know. Mm-hmm. It's fine if you want a little bit of Halo fun it's on, fine your, now. on your God. tablet. Fine now. Yeah, it's Declare. like a three, three and a half. It's fine. All right. Dark Souls 2 Scholar of the First Sin came out. That is an improved version of Dark Souls 2. Um, I will not even try to explain to you how you get from your PC version of Dark Souls 2 to this one because it really depends on like 8,000 different things. But if you just want to play on console and you have one of the newer consoles, PS4, Xbox One, now you can get a nice HDified version of Dark Souls 2. Apparently it's a little bit harder than the first version A little of Dark bit Souls harder. 2. Everyone's been saying, I mean, that's why I want to cut in. It's not, it's not a better version. It's, from it's what everyone version. tells me, it's yeah. Dark Souls 2 hard mode. Hard mode, yeah. Colon hard mode. Colon, colon hard mode. And, of course, you can even get this new version on your older consoles. Um, okay. I love this. <laughs> so the, the best situation is if you didn't buy it on PC yet and you just buy this version straightforward. It's 60 bucks. You get the HD 1080 hard mode version. <laughs> If you want to save ten bucks, you can get the DirectX nine version of it <laughs> for fifty bucks. If you need to upgrade from the first release of Dark Souls two, if you just want to keep with the DirectX nine version, it's twenty bucks. And if you want to upgrade to the new ten eighty p DirectX eleven version or whatever, it's thirty bucks. It's ridiculous. It is the weirdest upgrade system thing ever. People shouldn't have to buy a DirectX 9 versus DirectX 11 version. Keep that stuff hidden from the consumer, but whatever. That's what they're doing. It's Essentially, you're buying the 360 port or the Xbox One port is what it looks like. All right. Move on. Nobody on here has been playing it, so... Um, maybe you'll have some feedback from me soon. I hope so. Are, are you going to get this or Bloodborne? Um, I don't have a PlayStation 4. Oh, that's right. It's exclusive. Okay, sorry. So it would be this. But I, 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 if you didn't, I tweeted out a little while ago that wish me luck with a picture of. <laughs> Are you getting the the hard version? I already have it. I have a oh, first color. Oh, I'm so sorry. You're good. That's gonna be. Did you play Dark Souls one at all? Nope, never played Dark Souls. Oh dear. <laughs> yes. Wish Manny luck, everybody. And throw no, strategy vids. I've been listening to Jeff Gertzman talk about how the yeah. like, talk about Bloodborne. He is the only one I've ever heard talk about those games in that manner. You, you know, honestly, I bet you I'm going to have the same reaction as him. All right. Where like sometimes I don't think something killing me over and over is necessarily hard. It's just more like okay, I just got to remember this sequence of events. Fine. Yeah, <laughs> patience is your best friend. I, I don't even know if it's patience. I mean, you willingness go to do willingness to do things over and over again. Mm-hmm. Right. I don't know. Alice we'll might care about this next story. Alice, Toho is getting its first release in the West. Wait, what? Toho is it through uh, Playism? It is through Playism. Totally called it. Playism has announced it's teamed up with Team Shanghai Alice, headed by Zun, who is the creator of the cult Danmaku shooter series Toho, to bring forth the first official release of a Toho game in the West. It's Which one is it, though? Toho 14, double-dealing character. Oh, okay, yeah. So it is actually one of the mainstream games as well. Okay. 
It's been available on the Japanese store since April 8th. Yeah, yeah, I I think... Did I buy a copy of it? I can't remember. Pretty sure I did. I'm just checking their site now, you see. Because I've I've had a a Playism account for quite a while. Mm -hmm. And I've bought games off both the Japanese and the English side. That's where I got... um, You remember Astabreed and Mm -hmm. um, Ether Vapor, I believe I got from here. Um, and they're pretty cool about it because um, if a game comes out subsequently on Steam, is they then also give you Steam keys. Beautiful. Which both so of those games you just mentioned did. Yes. So I bought. I think I bought like the English translation of Asterbreed on Playism, and then it came out on Steam a month later. And like, oh hey, here's a free Steam key. Nice. So the, um, when is it coming out? We don't have a date here about when it's coming. Um, they say sooner than you think. But whatever. Um, so English Toho, no word on how they're going to catch you up on the overly complicated and insane story and history of the Toho series. Um, so, uh, to be brutally honest, um, read the read the um, like read one of the wikis or something. Okay, <laughs> so many characters. <laughs> I mean, the, the the series itself does have a pretty good way of basically. Um, like each game is fairly self-contained, but there are usually some nods and references to previous games in the series. Mm. Like usually with regards to like character interactions or even just returning characters. So, and uh, if you like Toho, of course you can go and descend into the whole Toho subculture and do nothing but watch hours of fan-made um, uh, weird music videos on Nico Nico and starring Toho characters. So. Because that's a thing. Um, Manny, did you ever get into Binding of Isaac Rebirth? Um, no, I haven't played it at all. Oh, you didn't play it at all? It's getting Pokemon, Pokeballs soon. Huh? <laughs> so, Binding of Isaac Rebirth is coming to Xbox One, Wii U, and the new Nintendo 3DS. Um, it is going to those platforms. Even though they announced it on April Fool's Day, it's actually going to those platforms. It is only going to the new Nintendo 3DS. The old one is not powerful enough for it. Um, and they're going to add a feature in um, the app. It, so they're releasing an expansion for the game called Afterbirth. Um, <laughs> gosh. And it's uh, got a bunch of new features, new items and all that sort of stuff. New characters, blah, 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 blah more endings, more music, um, more poop. Uh, but uh, one of the things they're adding is an item called the Friend Ball. It allows you to capture a monster and then release it to fight other monsters. So essentially you get Pokeballs. <laughs> Does this make it like an RPG mode? No, I think it's just an item you can get. Oh, all right. And he's just pimping it. Like, that's one of the items you can have. So, whatever. That's cool. I was just wondering, because usually we don't talk about binding. Well, we cover binding. What? Yeah. Since when? We've always covered binding of Isaac. I've never seen a single binding of Isaac story. I, we've RPG. talked about... Well, I thought we did. Binding of Isaac. Oh, we don't cover Binding of Isaac. No, right. because it's not an RPG. It's a it's a roguelike. Yeah, but it's, it has know. like zero RPG elements. But okay, you're absolutely right. But it's like a Zelda game too. So I figured no, it, it it's got, not. Yeah, but, but no, it, it is. There is no, just, so much Zelda influence in that game. Only like the scrolling side structure, but and the flames and the fires and the doors and the keys and all right. the bombs, like, yeah. the view. Yeah, okay, whatever. But and not the like in the like the but not like in the story structure. <laughs> yes. Or... So what story structure? Oh, uh, a binding of Isaac does such... have a 
No, The Binding of Isaac does actually have a very, pretty detailed story that's quite heavily steeped in, like, Christian... Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, totally, no, but no, not, like, religious religious stuff. not like Ocarina of Time going out on quests or stuff. It does not. No, but it does have a story. It just, there's oh, a yeah, lot absolutely. of it that has, in, that. that has to be inferred by the player. Most of it has to be inferred by the player, and it's all in the kid's head. It's not even actually happening. <sighs> Whatever. Or is it? Uh... I don't want to get into Binding of Isaac's story because I think it's dumb. Um, <laughs> let's see, what's next? Dissidia had like 8 billion news stories come out for it. So if you remember Dissidia, fighting game, Final Fantasy, it's coming to arcades now, and then they announced that a PS4 version's coming as well, and they did a big old presentation on it. Let's see if I can sum up the big parts for you. There's summons, there's EX skills... Blah, 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 blah. Ramza will be a fightable char- a playable character in Dissidia. So Ramza's coming, Anna. Woohoo! <laughs> Woohoo! And let's see what else we got. For... Um, oh, wait, where'd the rest of them go? There were so many more. Where'd they all go? Okay, Ramza is playable. Um, Ifrit and Midgar. So they have a trailer out for Dissidia. It shows off the Ifrit summon. It shows off uh, Midgar as a play, as a battlefield area um, and stuff. Uh, additionally, the they announced the arcade game is being developed by Team Ninja. That's who's making the Dissidia Final Fantasy for arcade, um, which I assume is also the PS4 because that's how they're developing the arcade release or something like that. Um, they want fans to go play it in arcades first, so, you know, get a plane ticket for Japan. Um, Ishtola from Final Fantasy XIV will be in Dissidia. Um, and she's got a a branch and apparently casts a lot of spells. Like, hey, we already knew she was going to be in Dissidia. Well, I know, but they showed footage of her casting Blizzard, Arrow, Stone, and other things. So you can see her playable. There's videos of that up on, like, Silicon Era and stuff. Um, and then what else we had... Uh, well, that's all it for City of Stuff. Oh, wait, there was, um, there are comparison shots. Man, this stuff got reordered. I'm sorry, I'm a stream. I didn't mean for this to happen. So they've got side-by-side videos showing how it looks on uh, Arcade and on PS4. Um, <laughs> it's so weird. They release these comparison videos, but they want to let you know that the PS4 version hasn't been officially announced. But here's how it looks on PS4. But we haven't announced it on PS4. But here's how it looks. Because, you know, that's not infuriatingly confusing. They, they want you to go play it in arcades if you're in Japan. So they don't want to take that away. So you can see the side-by-side shots and see what it looks like on the one versus the other. Blah, 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 blah. How does it play on one versus the other? And uh, I bet it will look better in arcades, but... Um, uh, and they have a lot of screenshots out now of like the the fighters from the various games. And okay, that's it. All right, another weird thing they announced with Final Fantasy is that um, Final Fantasy Thirteen is available to stream on your smartphone if you're in Japan. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Okay. Uh, they delayed the service. If you remember, they de- they announced this a while ago, and they delayed it. It was for 13 and 7, but now 13's out. 
um, for iOS and Android. It's played through cloud streaming services, through the G Cluster technology, which is a Finnish cloud gaming provider. Yes, yeah, so I guess you need to go to Japan, get it, <laughs> download this game, and then play stream it from Finland. Uh, whatever. Um, of course, if you have uh, it, you know iOS, Android, you can probably just download this app onto your 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 device, even in the U.S. So it's free to download, but uh, and you get to try 30 minutes for free. But to unlock the rest of the game, it costs 2,000 yen. Uh, so just search for Final Fantasy 13 on the iOS or Android stores if you want to try that out. Of course, you will need a Japanese account for the uh, for the iOS store at least. I don't know how that works on Android for doing international stuff. You want to try streaming 13, Anna? No. No. Okay. Shut me down. Final Fantasy 6. Has been around for 21 years. Happy birthday! <laughs> um, let's see. Jillian Aversa and Tina Guo. Um, Tina Guo I've heard of before. She's worked on a number of games like Journey, Diablo 3, Call of Duty, Black Ops 2. They created an operatic tribute to Final Fantasy VI. And they've got a video up on YouTube you can go search for it called Final Fantasy VI. Aria di, me- di Mezzo Caratera. Or something like that. I, I don't know how to speak Italian. But uh, if you just search for Final Fantasy VI Opera and Tina Guo, you'll find it. And you can go watch that and uh, see a fun uh, Final Fantasy VI thing. Yay. Uh, mm, uh, okay. Um, oh, that's interesting. Uh, this arrangement was done as part of the Final Fantasy VI Balance and Ruin project, if you remember Overclocked Remix doing that Kickstarter for that. Um, oh wait, no, Bounce and Rune was free, wasn't it? It was the 7 one that was... I can't remember. Anyway, blah, 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 blah. Fans continue to make good remixes of video game music, and this is no ex- exception. Uh, Pokemon has a new movie coming called Hoopa and the C- Clash of Ages. And it's coming to... Did you say Fupa? Hoopa. Okay. Hoopa. Good. And the Clash I was of Ages. pretty funny if they started calling it Poopa. I don't know what that means, so... Urban Dictionary is your friend. I will not go look that up right now. <laughs> Here, Here's the description. Pokemon the movie Hoopa and the Clash of Ages takes Ash and his friends to a desert city by the sea. Here they meet the mythical Pokemon Hoopa, who has the ability to summon things, including people and Pokemon, through its magic ring. After a scary incident, they learn a story about a brave hero who stopped the rampage of a terrifying Pokemon long ago. Now the threat has been bottled up for years in the... Here, let me try and do my best Pokemon side character voice. Now the threat has been bottled up for years, is in danger of breaking loose again. Can Ash help his new friend overcome the darkness within, or will a dangerous secret erupt into a clash of legends? Is that a good Pokemon character voice, Anna? You sounded like the bad Professor Oak. Exactly! Bad Professor Oak. That's kind of what I was going for. Um, And uh, I know people like Pokemon who listen to this show, so I figured I'd let them know. The movie's coming to Cartoon Network sometime this year. And mythical Pokemon Hoopa Unbound is headed to Pokemon Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire. Um, I don't know when, but uh, they wanted to let you know it's coming. (laughs) So, whatever. Uh, It'll be announced sometime in the future, probably to tie in with a movie promotion. Who knows? Fantasy Life 2 is a thing. Yeah, I mentioned that earlier, and you totally blew me off. Because it wasn't as part of our stories on RP Gamer. 
<sighs> I'm sorry. They revealed Fantasy Life 2. It's a mobile game. It's a smartphone title based on the 3DS RPG. I'm sorry. It's a I'm mobile game. I'm excited for this. I don't think you should be. Why? <laughs> Fantasy Life 2 is the same concept. If you tell as- me because it's a phone game, I will literally walk over there and start punching you on camera. Hey, I played a lot of Fantasy Life. Uh-huh. I played more of it than you. Uh-huh. I'm done with that game. Uh-huh. They need to do something more if I want to go and play a second one. Maybe you should read what the description of the game is. Fancy Life 2 is the same concept as the first game, but added a new area called Village. The village is where you'll build a village and spend time with friends. Yeah. Doesn't that sound nifty? No, it sounds like the first game again. Okay. <laughs> you can also build facilities in the village. It um, sounds like, you know, in Bravely Default, you can build out the village. That No. that Building out the village is such a small thing in Bravely Default. That's what it reminds me of so far. Hmm. Well, we'll see. Uh, Fancy Life 2, The Moons and the Village of God will release in Japan in summer 2015 for iPhone and Android. So. Really, my biggest concern is, uh, is it going to be riddled with free-to-play microtransactions? I assume and if it, it will does, be. Hard to say. If it does yet. have microtransactions, it will be respectful to the player. You know, that's another question. Um, Fancy and- Life is a, the sort of game that you play a lot in... And there's a lot of, like, grinding and stuff, so I'm worried about that. And my other problem, I think my biggest problem with Japanese free-to-play, I mean, just Japanese mobile games, period, is that that they're all played in portrait mode. Because they're Mm -hmm. meant for you, like, you have one hand on the rail on the subway and the other hand while you play your game. Manny, you might actually be happy about this. Oh, wait, never mind. No. Yeah. Everything is portrait mode. Like, when I first saw the screenshot... yeah, I was looking at the, the 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 trailer. I thought it was sideways, but nope, it's portrait. Nope. When I first saw those screenshots, I mean, the first trailer was a Final Fantasy Melvis. Mobius Melvis? now. It's called Mobius now. Okay. Mobius now. It was Mevius or something. But, yeah. yeah, and I thought like, and I just saw the trailer, and like more than like two thirds of the screen wasn't used. I'm like, what the f is this? I'm like, oh yeah, Japan. this is all right. portrait mode. It looks Train. like. Yeah, the Japanese like to play stuff on trains. Well, it's not really that. It's it's you meant to be played on your on your phone with one hand. And yeah, I'm sorry, because your other hand is busy doing stuff. That. Yeah, um, like holding on to a subway rail. Uh, I, all right, fair enough. You could also, be as on opposed the to like lazy Americans who just plop themselves on three seats, stretch out, and kick up their and take off their shoes, and then just play the thing like portrait mode. Like with one hand, daintily. Mm. I mean, not portrait. Uh, this game whatever. looks really like the first game, and I think I agree with the first commenter. Is like this looks like a rewrite of the first game more than a sequel. And well, we'll see. But you have a party with you now, so that's helpful. You can throw parties. It looks like you can have like three people with your main character, whereas in the first game it was only. Two people with your main character sometimes. So now you've got a four-person party. That's uh, a difference. I'm not. I'm not telling you. I am not looking forward to those start those Nintendo. Free to, I mean those Nintendo mobile games. Eh, that's a whole other issue. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts three is going to be announced soon. Well, not not the game. It's been announced, but the news about the game will be announced soon. And Square Enix is the master of announcing an announcement. Yeah, they announced an announcement via Famitsu. Let's see. Um, we got se- we get several orders for potential characters. No, wait, sorry. That's Dissidia. Erase what I just said. All he says is sometime um, 
We plan on... Yeah. Okay, here's what he says. Tetsu Nomura, this is the, the buckle and zipper guy. We're planning some <laughs> interesting things. In addition to information on Kingdom Hearts 3, I believe there will be some more info that's announced. Uh, Kingdom Hearts 3 development is going smoothly, and there will be new announcements related to it as well. Um, no word on whether or not he'll have to be removed from the project and other people put in place for the game to actually ever come out. See Final Fantasy Versus 13 for more details. Um, let's see. Oh, and they've got um, Kingdom Hearts smartphone-related stuff happening, it sounds like. So, yay. No. I guess I kind of... I, I Yeah. It's funny. I mean, if you really do hate mobile games, I mean, how about this? Not even if you don't. Don't you hate these style mobile games? Well, that's what I'm. That's exactly the point I was making. Is that even if you don't like mobile game, I mean, even if you're like indifferent, I can see how if you're a JRPG fan and this is all you're getting, you can grow to hate them. It's all just the time. it's all the same formula over and over again. That's what's yep. frustrating. And it feels like you're getting this instead of the the big games that used right. to got last year. So they're taking. So I, yeah. So instead of getting a follow-up from the franchises you care about, you get these mobile versions. Okay, fine. But then yeah. we're also not necessarily getting new franchises that are more traditional games to make up for it. And yep. so that's the frustration. Yeah, and, I, that, and, and if that's and that's the perspective you're coming from, I totally understand why someone would hate these games and, altogether. And, <laughs> and it's totally, I understand why you're not feeling it, because it's mostly all these Japanese series that are going this way. And so, as opposed, to, yeah, and I'm playing like as opposed to paying like fun indie RPGs and fun indie games or strategy RPGs, right? Like games that actually work on an iPad, yeah, yeah. and it makes sense to come over. Hey, did that, you like, play um, Sid Meier's Starships on iPad? Uh, not yet. Okay, not yet. I've been. I've been trying was, to get an was, idea if that's any good. It's fine. Another, it's fine game. <laughs> oh, you played on P- on Mac or something? Uh, I, I've just seen a lot of the the pre-release footage. Okay. I'm also looking to Void Expanse. I'm thinking about picking up that one. Oh, uh, yeah. Mm. All right. I still need to keep papers, please. Yeah. Um, I, oh, I think I just picked so too much FPL. Anna likes that. Are you playing on the I played iPad? on the I played on the PC, but I need to pick up the iPad version at some point. I hear the iPad one is fun just because it feels more tactile when you stamp it. You go... Nice. <laughs> <laughs> And you slide out the tray and go, denied. And then you like, fling his paper back in his face. So that's the thing, though. Like For certain games, it makes a lot of sense. It could be a lot of fun. Other times, like when I play Dragon Quest VIII, it's like, yeah, I guess it kind of works here. Why? Yeah. All right. So there's a oh. free-to-play game that Anna and I have been playing called Puzzle and Dragons. We've played it for a long time now. Um, I think we officially retired from it for a bit. Um, Anna's, the whales had been retired. And yeah, because we actually did spend like I've spent over a hundred dollars in that game multiple um, times. Oh, you're just a baby whale. You're like a dolphin. Yeah, I'm a, all right. You're right. I'm a little beluga whale. Yeah. Um, no, and, we've probably spent between the two of us upwards of five hundred dollars. No. Yes. No. Because you've done two. I've done two of the draws. I've done two eighty-six dollar draws. Yeah, you've done. I and think you've you done like maybe one. I did one. Yeah. And that is My not five hundred dollars. Yeah, I need to no. move to Wisconsin if you guys have this kind of cash. To yeah, <laughs> don't make our mistakes. Don't do this. This Man, was before talk about low cost of living. You need to understand this was this was years ago. I can't justify this, but it helps that it was years ago before every game was like this. Puzzle and Dragons was like kind of the you one that paved the way Things for how to get this money out of people easily. <laughs> anyway, Puzzle and Dragons is getting a Final Fantasy thing. Um, so they're going to have a little Final Fantasy collaboration. So Zidane and Vivi will be in there. Chaos, the boss of 
whatever. Um, bosses from Final Fantasy games will be in there. Um, there's going to be a boss rush featuring bosses from Final Fantasy 1 to 6. And, uh, yeah, so, so that's going to be cool. And that'll come here. Um, they tend to always come out here as well when they do these collaborations. Even, the versions in Japan and the U.S. are a little different, but um, it should it should hit here as well because um, they usually do. So uh, look forward to that. If you've been putting away P- Puzzle and Dragons or thinking about getting back into it a bit what, with the uh, Nintendo 3DS versions coming soon. One month. Um, and, of course, the 3DS versions are a much safer way to get in Puzzle and Dragons because there's no microtransactions. Just one purchase and you're done. Um, I put and this... we're still going to be talking about... Well, I'll yeah. refrain for making a one-and-done joke. If we're still going to be talking about what? Uh, mobile and uh, free-to-play games. Yeah. We could talk about the most mobile and the most... <laughs> Ooh, what is it? Tell me. Uh, okay, so um, I don't know if you guys heard... But apparently Apple's making some kind of watch. Yeah, yeah. Have you heard, heard about that, that thing? It's yeah. crazy. Yeah. And apparently this thing can run apps. Yeah, I've heard that too. Yep. And apparently some people want to put games on that thing. No, that's news to me. How are they going to play it with no, like, buttons? Um, I think Dreeps would work just fine on the iPhone, or on the, <laughs> on the, on the Since Apple Since you literally watch. don't even play it. Just look at it a couple times. <laughs> oh, that's nice. <laughs> Oh, my RPG adventurer got a hat. That's great. Put it away. No, but there's actually two RPGs that have already been announced. <laughs> what are they? For the Apple Watch. Um, one from uh, Everywhere. W-E-A-R. <laughs> Everywhere Games. I think it's... it's uh, I, I can't remember the name of it. Uh, can you Google this? Everywhere the Apple. The world's you, first sure wearable game studio. Okay. Uh, let's see how this works. Runeblade is a fantasy adventure game tailored for Apple Watch. Stop the ancient evil threatening your world. Sharpen your blade. Prepare your spells and secure your armor. Um, okay, and then there's three dudes like smiling at me on the page. Well, if you look at the artwork, I'll describe it for the listeners. I'm looking Just think for the info most on generic. The All right, go ahead. I was say think the most generic, like. Uh, Western RPG, no, not even the most generic. Oh my god! Uh, Western dude copying it, an anime style RPG <laughs> that you can think of. Uh, it's like, it's homemade art for RPG Maker. Yep. There's a rat. There's a skeleton. Apparently, your phone because you the Wait, Apple Watch can actually. Wait, there's a trailer. Oh, Let me walk you through the trailer. April 2015, Runeblade begins. Are you ready for the journey? Then we see um, screenshots of background art going up. Oh. Places called Dolgoroth, Golir, and Azadom. So they're copying Tolkien. Are you prepared? And they show a shopkeeper and um, some spell things. Fight against the rising evil. Um, oh. Oh. So it's first person battle like uh, uh, Dragon Quest, and you have um, two buttons because there's no room on the damn interface, right? On the left button, you press uh, you press a button to use your sword, and there's a countdown on when you can use it again. And then on the right button is a little gate, which looks like you're leaving the fight or something. Oh, and then you can swipe that menu left and right to get access to other icons. There's not a lot of room on here. Um, it well, the looks thing is, like it a... might play itself, like Progress Quest, actually. No, no, no. What it is is that... Uh... 
as you go through the day, I guess you'll get pinged with events, mm-hmm. and then you, oh, and there's like a lot of. T- it's a free to play game, and because Apple Watch can actually run its own apps, mm-hmm. it has to run it off the phone. So you go to your phone to outfit your fighter, maybe buy some gems and crystals Wait, and supplies for your it, adventure. The Apple Watch can't run its own apps. No, That's not right. now. Okay. Runeblade will be free to download on Apple Watch in April and will be updated frequently after launch with new levels, enemies, and features. It's the first fantasy adventure in a smartwatch, they say. There's a horde of mythological monsters and bosses, enchanted runes, spells, magical artifacts, and more. Gear up your war mage to face the ultimate eagle evil at the Forgotten Halls. I wish it was an ultimate eagle. They just, there's no details here. No, but like I, I think it's just you run the thing off your. You go to the phone, spend some money. Then when you're walking around, you can spend money on an attack when you have time. Wait, I'm supposed to just I'm supposed to buy new equipment with real money? It's a free to play game or oh, stuff. Ah, doesn't say. I that don't know. The other one is Way Forward. Way Forward has also announced an RPG. Hey, Anna, mm-hmm. you know someone at Way Forward? Maybe. Do you know about this game? Can't say anything. WayForward has unveiled a game called Watch Quest, Heroes of Time. Yeah, I can't. <laughs> Say what? I can't talk about that. You can't talk about it? Yeah. Okay, it's been announced. I know. Okay, but you can't talk about it because you don't know what you can't talk about. Correct. <laughs> All right, here's what we do know that, for, that I can find. Watch Quest, Heroes of Time, exclusively for Apple Watch. Choose a hero and take on quests throughout your day. So I'm getting a theme here, Manny, that... It's a lot of check-in on your guys during the day sort of things on the, on the Apple Watch. Yep. Um, slay monsters, find treasure, and save the day with active or passive play. So you can either kind of let it go on by itself, or you can... Man, the graphics look like crap on this thing. Um, features familiar faces with more mashup heroes on the way. Familiar faces from what? Like other way forward games? Like Shantae, maybe? Yeah, Shantae's in the artwork here. Okay. Um... You know why the graphics look back though? Is because, like I said, it can't since it can't run its own apps. What you're actually doing is just pushing like a JPEG. No, to I, the I, I'm being harsh because WayForward has chosen to go with like GBA type sprites, and I think oh, yeah, intentionally. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm like, wow, that looks really low quality, but really it's kind of on purpose. So, um, okay, so here, let's see. And then on the and then on the iPhone, you equip your hero, so you'll have an inventory, and you can add stuff to it. Um, you can buy things with gold, and there's no. And I'm gonna bet, Manny, that you mm-hmm. can spend money to get a bunch yep, more. Yep, another free to play game. Yeah. So like the theme <laughs> with these two RPGs is your your phone is the home base, your castle town, or whatever, mm-hmm. and then your watch is the adventure. And as you go through your day, your adventure is oh. going on its day with you. Oh, oh, here we go. According to Way Forward, the game comes free with one training quest and follows a DLC model with additional characters and campaigns purchasable from within the iPhone as quest packs. That's right, better. That's, better than, that's than way better. Yeah. Um, so maybe you don't buy gold. Maybe you actually earn gold. I hope so. All right. All right. Hopefully that, that's much better than the last one. They basically said just buy, buy I'm timers. I'm kind of sad buy... that there's a way forward game coming out. I won't be able to play because I won't have a watch. Hmm. Uh, oh, well. Maybe, maybe they'll have <laughs> sure an iPhone only sure mode. survive if you don't play this one particular Well, I don't understand game. why I can't do all of that just on my phone. Like you all could, of but that, that kind work. of would defeat the purpose, right? Why? Because I, I thought the whole what? point is that they want to make an Apple Watch game. But, but, but they're making an Apple Watch game just to make it an Apple Watch game, not because the yes. platform lends anything to it. Yeah, whatever. No, but I mean, it's like getting mad at that. I mean, they quite literally want to make a game for this one device. So how do we do yeah, that? All right, fine. 
<laughs> this one device that requires this other device to operate and run games. Yeah, <laughs> but they want to make it for that device. <laughs> I, I mean, what can, it's one, like I said, it's one way forward game. I'm yeah, sure it's like a couple yeah, of dudes. Yeah. Right. It's not even like the full-time thing. No, of course not. I don't think Tom's working on it. Okay. I'm... Never mind. <laughs> she's so careful I'm going to get right. more info out of her after the podcast isn't that, that. funny though like the literally the first two games announced for this new thing RPGs yep and not necessarily funny. any RPGs that anyone at RPG I better go get it I better go get it and I'm going to go get an Apple watch what cool it should arrive before uh, your iPhone success I mean after <laughs> because it's sold out for the next year oh great It'll, you, you, you'll get it in August is that is that the situation right now no, I think they're all coming out in June or something. Oh, I, I figured the pre-orders were all gone or something. Oh, yeah, they've been gone. Yeah, okay. I don't know why, but all right. Yes, I do know because, why. Because it's an uh, Apple product and it's new, so it should be. No, no, that's condescending. I mean, people people aren't – a lot of people actually do not condescending. Know. People like new Apple products because there's But you make it sound special. like that's the only reason why someone would want one. Um, No, it's not. It's just I don't – it doesn't feel like the same intrigue that the phone did to me when the phone first yeah, came Yeah, but out. that's to you, though. That's yeah. the thing. <laughs> yeah, you're right. I mean, did you ever listen to that podcast I, uh, about from no. and with Andy and Go? All right. No. No, I need to still. Because I think you're not even sold on the concept of why you'd even want a smartwatch, period. Yeah. In fact, I may have accidentally deleted it because I forgot that's why I had that particular one downloaded. So oh, okay. I need you to help <laughs> direct me back to that podcast again. <laughs> All right, um, J Star's victory versus. Oh wait, this is only in here because I was amazed that jump the one of these Shonen Jump crossover games that has characters from eight million different anime is actually coming out here. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, cool. So, yeah, it's coming out. Um, it's PS4 and Vita, and it's gonna have the same roster as Japan. But uh, that's just for people who like anime and stuff. That's not really an RPG. It's a fighting game, um, or action-y fighting type game. Uh, there's a new mana game that may be in the works for the series' 25th anniversary next year. Hint, 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 hint. Um, yeah. Said Rise of Mana's PlayStation Vita's pr- version producer Suda. Why is Rise of Mana getting a new game? A new Vita version? Is that the really bad one? Or was it only the kind of bad one? No one likes mana games anymore. I'm trying like to remember Secret which one of Rise of Mana is. And then Second Densetsu 3, and then everybody was like, nope, we're done. Because they started making really bad games, Anna. Okay. <laughs> um, okay, so Rise of Mana is Vita, iOS, and Android. So it's its own thing. So, um, And there might be a new Mana game, but what does that mean? It's probably just another mobile thing. Who knows? Um, also, I believe that Oyamata will make the next generation Mana, so I believe this is a nice one. Oh! So that might it might actually be like on consoles, that would be cool. So that's a that there's a tease. There's a tease of a possible announcement by Square Enix next year. <laughs> so put that one Have down. They made, and, are they teasing an announcement to announce or an announcement to announce? They're teasing the potential title. to announce a, a future title a year from now, maybe. <laughs> okay, uh, <laughs> and with that, we're out of n- wait. No, we're not. This is all messed up. My man, this is all weird. Uh, E6 is coming to PC on April 28th. That's been announced. X Seed has announced that. They've got the release date available. It's going to be 20 bucks. 
So if you've been waiting to play E6, you didn't want to play it on your Vita, you can play it on PC. It'll um, have a new translation. So originally it was PS2, and then there was an awful PSP port. Oh, PSP, sorry. Um, oh, I thought people liked E6. Yeah, it was great on the PS2. It was atrocious oh. on the PSP. Oh. Well, this one's going to have a new translation, high-res graphics, USB controller support, and widescreen support. Yeah, they can't use the old translation. It's a different company. And the PC version also includes the ability to warp among checkpoints, as well as an optional catastrophe mode in which healing items can't be purchased or stored and are used right away when you pick them up. So if you want to make it harder, there you go. Yeah, we've talked about this before. I think they just announced the release date. Yeah, but now they got the date coming on the 28th of April. So, and with that, are we done with news? Yes, we are. Good, all right. Wake up, everybody. News is over. News what? is over. Huh? So let me plug some some stuff on the site. We've got reviews up for Hyper Devotion Noir, three and a half out of five. Go watch uh, Wheels' review of that. Or watch it. Go read it, rather. Um, which means if he's done with that game, I really need to play some more Monster Hunter with him. I'm sorry, Wheels. Um, Cross Treasures has a review up by Michael Baker, three and a half out of five. Uh, I don't remember what Cross Treasures is. Oh, it's an import review. I think review. it was import. Yeah. yeah, that's why I don't know. It's a DS game. So it's been out for a while, probably. Um, Tokiden Kiwami, Alex was talking about that a while back. He's got a review up on it. Um, and you can go watch Monster Hunter Plus Dynasty Warriors and see how that goes. Um, let's see. And uh, Path of Exile, The Awakening has an interview. Um, Alex Fuller did the interview with Grinding Gear Games. So you can go learn about the new Path of Exile expansion. Uh, you know. Because, you know, more Diablo-type games is always good. Man, I need to get more into Path of Exile. Yep. I feel bad I'm surprised you never did. I really am, too. Oh, I know why. Because Diablo 3's expansion came out and kind of... Ah. Yeah. And for good reason. Okay. Atelier Shally has a review up. Uh, Sam reviewed that. Sam Walker. She gave it a 4 out of 5. So Anne is excited. I need to play, like... It, it's the third out of the trilogy. I need to play yep. the first one first. Mm-hmm. Bastion has a review. This is the PS4 version. She gave it a 5 out of 5. Sam walked her again. Um, big surprise. People like Bastion. Um, Etrian Mystery Dungeon has a review up on the site. Not so good. Mike Menke, 2.5 out of 5. Um, hmm. That's a bad sign. Whew. Okay. So go check that out. Join the discussion on that. And uh, now... Whew. Time for the hardest thing I have to do, which is what will the... you be playing? No, the digital store. Oh no, it's really easy this week. Oh, is it? Okay, yep. let me find it. See, um, I can't find it. I lost it. <laughs> Console and handheld digital store update. Okay, here we go. <coughs> oh wow, it is really easy. Okay, <laughs> in North America, sales and price cuts. Game of Thrones on PS3 is on sale for two bucks. Costume Quest Two on Wii U is on sale for ten bucks. Elmen Age Originals on sale on PSP for eight bucks, and Fair Rune is on sale on 3DS for three bucks. In Europe, there are some new releases. Costume Quest Two came out for PS3 and PS4. Pandora's Tower just came out on Wii U. It's a Wii game on Wii U for fifteen bucks. No idea if we're going to be getting the Virtual Console release here in the U.S. for that. Which one was it? Pandora's Tower. Ah. We, I mean, we got the game here. I don't think anyone cared though. Uh, Brandish, PS, Brandish hits uh, PSP in Europe for 16 euros and Summoner is a PS2 classic out on in Europe for 5 euros uh, sales and price cut just the Fair Rune game 
F-A-I-R-U-N-E on 3DS for two euros. And with that, we go to our new game releases for the week. All right. I will do the make this quick because Manny doesn't like to sit through this. PlayStation 3 is getting Shovel Knight finally. Woo! Um, and of course, so does that means so does PS4 and PS Vita. Um, Assassin's Creed Chronicles China. What is this? It's free for oh, Unity making, Season Pass owners. I, I'll tell you right now, they're making three Chronicles games, which are uh, 2.5D Assassin's Creed games. One set in China, one set in India, and one set in Russia. So it's an action game thing? Uh, yeah, 2.5D side-scrolling like Assassin's Creed action game. Okay. You going to get those? Um... I, if it's free somewhere, it's free for Unity Season Pass owners. Are you I a Season, season pass, pass owner? Okay. So otherwise, I mean, like if it's ever like a, a Games of Gold or something. Yeah, uh, it's sure. ten bucks on Xbox One this week. So I don't know. Okay, PS4 is also getting, and PS4 and, and Xbox One are also getting a title called Infinity Runner. And uh, Ouya's getting Joe Danger. <laughs> Ouya. <laughs> Wii U's getting Donkey Kong sixty four in the eShop and Tilelicious Delicious Tiles, whatever that is. 3DS gets 3D Fantasy Zone 2W. Ooh, I should look into that one. A-Train 3D Simu- City Simulator, which is a new Natsume release. Yep. Um, Anna, do you want to plug A-Train at all? Um, yeah, so A-Train is a long-standing series in Japan, and we've sort of seen a smattering of releases in North America, none of which really hit off because um, they weren't necessarily handled that well. Okay. Um, there was one, there was an A-Train 3 that was done by Maxis, and people seem to really like that one. And then 8 and 9 came out on PC, but people don't seem to like the publisher. And there's, like, a major patch coming for A-Train 9, but you have to buy it. So, people are, people that are A-Train fans seem to be very irked with the series. But, um... Do they like the 3DS version? So far, yeah. Okay. There's, like threads everywhere <laughs> all right well i'm gonna try that out assuming you can get me a code mm-hmm. all right battlegrounds so, hey, oh, hey, hey, okay okay sorry it's primarily a transportation simulator with a little bit of building city building grow thrown into it and sort of social relationships like you would see in a harvest moon game cool and there are scenarios including tutorials and once you complete the first three tutorials you unlock a sandbox mode where you can play whatever you want and build whatever you want, and you can make scenarios for other people to challenge. So, it is a beefy, beefy game. Beefy. 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 Carry on. Okay. Um, 3DS is also getting Battleground Z in the Street Pass Me Plaza, along with Ultimate Angler in the Street Pass Me Plaza. Those are the th- new games I think Nintendo announced on the uh, the Direct. Um, you going to pick those up, Anna? Um, yes. Yeah, okay. Well, I mean, we've got that, that home pass thing, so those yes. games are kind of... So, I mean, it makes sense for us to do yeah. so. I just don't know when I might do okay. so. Doors, which is the word doors with three O's in it, coming to eShop. Pazuru. I, yeah, I don't know what's up with that. And uh, that's it for 3DS. Vita's getting Sayonara Umihara Kawase Plus. Um, I feel like I should know that game. So it's We call it Yumi's Out Odyssey. Oh! But it's not from Natsume? Correct. Oh, who's translating the uh, for the Vita? Um, whoever hmm. made the game. Agatsuma? Oh, okay. That's so weird that you guys did the 3DS one, but not the Vita one. <laughs> she doesn't want to get into it. <laughs> I'm betting you wanted to do the Vita one. All right, well, whatever. And then finally, PC. 
Here you go, guys. 404 Site, Agricultural Simulator 2012 Deluxe Edition. What the hell? Assassin's Creed Chronicles China, Bloodbath Kavkaz, Convoy, Crystal Rift, Fermi's Path, Game Loading, Rise of the Indies, Halo Spartan Strike, uh, Highlands, Kiai Resistant, or Resonance, excuse me, Kiai Resonance, Mana Collect, Moonchild, Nimble Winter, Slowdown, Bull, Telepath Tactics, we talked about earlier, the Charneld House Trilogy, the Emptiness Deluxe Edition, huh? Trine 3, the Artifacts of Power. I didn't know a Trine 3 was coming out. Yeah, neither did I. We Are Doomed, Westerado Double Barreled, and Wild Frontera. Boom. And um, let's see. The pick on Tech Gaming's list for the week is the Umahara Kawasi game. So, is that the same version that's on 3DS Anna? Just a Vita port of it? Yeah. Okay, so if, if people want to support Natsume, they get they can already play the same game. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I'm just trying to throw you a bone. Sorry. No, no. I, just, <laughs> I know nothing about this version other okay. than it's a Vita port because that's only twenty bucks we too. Didn't work on it, so I and it's not the kind of game I play. Yeah. Uh, you, yeah, I remember you trying to play the 3DS one. <laughs> oh, I am so bad at that game. <laughs> and with that. I want to ask you folks what you're playing this week. I will be playing more Final Fantasy XI and maybe some A-Train Simulator, it sounds like. Um, what will you be playing, Anna? Um, well, I'm playing the last level of Final Fantasy Tactics Advance 2 right now. And then after I cook lunch, I will probably attempt to kick Matt in the face some more. Okay. And then, I don't know. I'm still deciding what I want to play next. There's I have so many potential games that, nah. Okay. Alice Wilkinson, what will you be playing this week? Hmm, that's tricky, actually. What will I be playing this week? I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why didn't you deliver any missiles last week? Been busy with other stuff. I, I don't think that's an acceptable answer. Well, when... when will you deliver missiles a, this week? The thing about being a delivery driver in New Eden is you have to be patient, otherwise oh. you just get blown up. All right, fine. Will you deliver missiles this week for us? Maybe. All right. So what are you going to play? Uh, I'll probably be mostly playing Super Robot Wars. The new Super Robot Wars you just got? Yeah. Yeah. And finally, Emmanuel Marino. Any plans for what you'll be playing this week? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, all right. <laughs> all right, and with that, thanks, everybody, for watching. Uh, again, you can catch us 9 a.m. Pacific, noon Eastern every week. You can leave us feedback at podcast.rpgamer.com. You can also send us um, tweets at twitter.com slash rpgamer. Facebook is, of course, also rpgamer. Um, uh, what else to point out to you? Uh, oh, other feedback methods. You can go to the message boards at forums.rpgamer.com and find the uh, the latest updates section of the forums. In there, there'll be the show through the show thread that you can post in. And finally, 608 729 4098. 608 4098. That's the phone number. You can call and leave a voicemail, um, just like somebody did this week, uh, to ask if the podcast would be about missile delivery, which, of course, it wasn't. Sorry. Um, and uh, with that, we'll catch you next week. Until then, everybody, goodbye, and uh, good luck with whatever it is I should be wishing you luck with. Bye-bye. Bye. 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 Bye.